It's that time of year again when your nice hosts take a few weeks off from new episodes. We'll be back at the beginning of March, but until then, we've picked a few of our favorites from the past year to keep you entertained each week while we're on hiatus. While you wait, you can get these and all our episodes ad-free, plus exclusive bonus audio that's pretty nice too at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. So this past year, I thought a lot about cheating in games. Yeah, and then we just kept doing episodes about it. Three in total over this last summer. Episodes 310, 316, and 318. For this week's Nice Replay, we stitched them together into one super mega nice New Year's omnibus episode. Enjoy. I have been thinking about this and doing research, and the more that I think about it and the more that I research, the more that I want to say. <laughs> okay. So we're going um, to split this topic into probably two parts, the first of which will be now, and the second of which will be a special sometime in the future. Um, but what I want to do is just kind of think, you know how like I often ask a bunch of fundamental questions about a topic, uh-huh. and then we talk about it for a while, and I'm like, oh, wow, I haven't thought about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and then we run we sound, out. We sound just like that. Yeah, we do. <laughs> And then, then we like run out of time before we actually get to the practical applications and we kind of blah, 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 blah at the end. Uh-huh. Well, I want to dedicate more time to the practical applications. Yeah. So that's going to be the part two. And the You're part- preempting the uh, audience disappointment <laughs> in the completeness of this topic. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? We just talked about Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse part one. This is cheating part one. It's on theme then. <sighs> yeah, it's perfect. We set okay. it up at the beginning and but now also, we're bringing yeah, it around. When you propose this as a topic, I'm like, we've done that before. It's just that it's come up a lot. Yeah. But we've never been able to really devote time to it. Yeah. So this yeah. is this is a good plan. Well, yeah. I'm exactly. excited to be a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, all, we we came up with this plan together an hour ago over tater tots. Oh, it's a good plan, Alan. <laughs> good, good job. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- today we're going to do the more conceptual, like basic stuff and yeah. some story time. Yeah. And then next episode, the next time we get to part two, we'll do a special and we'll talk about, okay, well, what the heck do you do about it? Mm. And the answer will, of course, be it depends. <laughs> but it, then we'll spend an hour talking about what it depends on. Sure. Anyway. Okay. So today, cheating, part one. Mm-hmm. Um. So the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about some examples of cheating or maybe some things that are cheating and like what makes them cheating and yeah. have you done this before? And sure. sure. Stuff like that. Okay. So the first example, you've you've played Monopoly. Everyone has suffered through Monopoly. Um, have you ever had the opportunity to be the banker? Yes. In my house, there was no banker. Really? We just, we just had the tray out. Freaking communist. And then we kind of all shared the <laughs> responsibility. No. Which I think is why we had less fun than even most people. Oh, that explains so much. Yeah. So, so it was like in the middle and everyone was like a watchdog on the bank? I think no one had the um, commitment to care enough. I think we're just like, oh, the rules are this is how it works. Okay, then it, you know, people just grab money when they needed it. Mm, like, oh, uh-uh, nope, couldn't do that. Sorry. <laughs> you had a lot of cheaters in your in your. No, house. we didn't necessarily have cheaters, but we were concerned about it. Ah, <laughs> that's good. That is such a platonic ideal of like how games work, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like you trust everybody, but you got to keep your eye on them. Yeah. <laughs> you trust them because you're keeping your eye on them. Right. Right. <laughs> so in my family, we had more of a blind trust approach. Okay. And found out years later that my sister, who always played the banker, mm-hmm. well, we thought that she was playing the banker because she would just get bored. She was the youngest, right? She's yeah. my younger sister. Yeah. No, she was stealing the whole time. What? She revealed this like a couple years ago. She's like, oh, no, I always cheated at Monopoly. Whenever I was the banker, I was oh, always taking cash I love everything about this. Mm, everything. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> no one's time was ruined, <laughs> right? 
She got some. She was bored by Monopoly because it's boring, wow. but then got to find some fun in it okay. at the expense of essentially nobody. <laughs> Disagree. I mean, what's the, on, the only? Thing what's I, a little grand larceny? <laughs> the only thing I disagree with is your first point, in that some time was wasted. We were playing Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Anyway, um, okay. So sis- taking money from the bank during Monopoly, cheating or not? Yes. I mean, I want to say no. Yes. Cheating, but it doesn't matter. Uh, cheating, but have at it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stephen's like, no. Yeah. We would have a hard time playing Monopoly <laughs> Well, okay. I actually am kind of a rules guy. So yeah. I think it's a case of like, if, if you know, for a family game yeah. when no one is really that invested, yeah. and then you find out later, who cares? No, I agree right? with that. Yeah. No, if this was happening in my house. If it's the kind well, of thing that would have set someone if they found out during the game, then you're actually introducing a lot of risk yeah. to family fun time. Yeah, I mean that's interesting. We all, we you know we could have played something else, but like we could have always played Hearts. There's always Hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, like she might have been eight when she was doing this, and I would have been twelve because I'm four, four years older than her, and eight plus four is twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, Checks out. <laughs> can't do calendar math though. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I think twelve year old me might have been upset because twelve year old me was probably kind of an idiot, but like thirty <laughs> something year old me is. Less of an idiot, right? And doesn't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thinks it's really funny, <laughs> right? What does thirty-something-year-old me think then? What does that mean for me? Because I would care. Only you can answer your question about whether you would be mad if Charles cheated at Monopoly. I absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. so upset. Okay. Next, anyways, <laughs> next example. Next example. Yes. So one of the very first video games I learned how to play. Mm-hmm. This is weird, right? I mean, like Super Nintendo, yes, but then like on computer, I had a friend. When I was a kid, um, who got me a little more into computer games because I used yeah. to. This is where I used to play computer games with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. He was into computer games. Cool. And my grandpa was into computer games. He had me like play Commander Keen. It was amazing. Aww. Um, and then I would go whenever I was over at grandma and grandpa's house. I'd go visit my friend, and um, he had like a fancy, fancy computer and all the latest game stations and Segas and stuff. Yeah. And he also had StarCraft, and so he taught me how to play StarCraft and showed me all the cheats. So then I went home and I got StarCraft and I didn't really care about playing <laughs> playing the campaign the right way. I just wanted to have lots of caterpillars. Yeah. Yes, they're reavers, but they were caterpillars mm-hmm. yeah. and all the archons because they're cool. Mm-hmm. And they say really cool stuff like power overwhelming. You know, like who doesn't want to hear that? <laughs> so, of course, like I start the campaign up and the instant the first thing I'm showing the money and it's like, yeah, anyway. So I have all the things. And I'm blowing through the story because when you have all the resources, of course, you're going to blow through the story. And it doesn't uh-huh. matter. And it's because it, it's not really about the story for me at this point. It's just about me flattening the map yeah. with a 20 reverse or whatever. So um, is that cheating? Yes. No. Yes. Tell me. Tell me why, Steven. I mean, because the rules have been established. But the game gives you an option to not do that. But it's like a... So no, mm. that no, mm. it is cheating. <laughs> I didn't even have to argue with him. No, you don't, because I don't have a fully fleshed concept on it. I just wanted to say it was cheating. Okay, we'll come back to you. Okay, Mark, um, because you changed the rules. Okay, tell me more. Curses. Well, now you're following the rules. They're, oh yeah, they're just up to you. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Stephen hates it. That's a good answer. That's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's cheating because the develop no, but the developers give you the tools to change the rules. Exactly. But the yeah. tool is it is 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 labeled as a cheat, right? It's not intended. Well, here's the thing. 
I mean, listeners know that I'm a huge advocate for like developer intent, yeah. right? So you were not playing the developer intended experience. Yes. But that's fine. That doesn't mean you're cheating. That just means you're playing something else with your own Yeah, rules. okay. How like, can the- like I might have objections to it on some grounds. Sure. Um, but not these grounds. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, okay. First off, when it, if someone is cheating, I don't necessarily – it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing when I say it is cheating. Sure. Unless it's Charles. Yeah, unless it's Charles. <laughs> right. Um, but because, like, ultimately, you know, StarCraft is your own game, so you should do whatever the heck you want with it. If you want to mod it so that you have all the money, you don't even have to use the cheat. If you just want to change the game and do your own thing, I guess that's fine. But do what you want with your own thing. Everything's a reaver. Sure. Reavers and zergling, Zerglings coming together. Yes, all of those words are words, I guess. Uh, I don't know anything about Starcraft. Uh, Apparently not. <laughs> He's a little younger than us. <laughs> There's Zergrush. That's all I know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> anyways, you can do what you want with it. But I still think that uh, the developers created a game with, these certain, with this certain rule set, mm-hmm. intending for you to have a certain limit on your money or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, your resources. And using that cheat breaks that rule. Which is cheating. Then why they put the code in there? Because, well, frankly, they probably put it in there so they could use their own things to figure out the game so they could develop yeah, it. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting distinction that, like, I don't care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it is, like, it, the developer put those things in, but very freely sometimes just for debug. Yeah. Maybe they didn't care if people found it, but, yeah. like, I don't think a lot of times those cheats, and sometimes, yes, but mm-hmm. a lot of times those cheats are not meant for player use. Right. Yeah. Even if they're not necessarily restricted from player use. Sure. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't change my opinion at all yeah. because it's still just your rules. Like, right. Ultimately, it doesn't change my opinion either. I just cl- classify that as yeah. cheating. But like, you can do what you want. Sure. Yeah. You're not. I used it to create lots of reverse. That doesn't make me a bad person. Right. I killed all the other aliens. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't make me a bad person. Right. <laughs> okay. You tell your therapist that. <laughs> so no. what, what's a few hundred thousands? Dead? <laughs> just... I mean, in my heart, I'm a good person. <laughs> No one, no one likes the Terrans. They're all criminals. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. Oh, so um, next one. Uh-huh. Well, real quick, I think what this is getting at is like the – what because we, we've said this on the show before. Yep. It's okay to cheat. Yes. And so the but, – but that's using Steven's definition of cheating. Yeah. I think when you ask me if it's cheating, I say no. Yeah. Oh, I mean like it's not bad. So it's all – I mean it's all just what are words. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Episode's over, I guess. <laughs> I, yeah, I just like the defined... Well, con- yeah. the connotation is important. Yes, yes, yes. Because, like, cheating means something in some context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and we've, in this conversation, we've sort of, uh, without saying it, agreed that cheating is when you cross the line. And, and we don't even mean, say what that means. But in other conversations we've had about cheating, yeah. we talk about cheating as, as, like, a fun tool. Who cares? And, yeah. and not hurting anybody. Right. But in this conversation, we would say that's not cheating. I have two more examples. Okay. Um, Ellen's like, I don't want your divert. Like, <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet, Mark. Yeah. We're not ready. For- no, I have two more examples. I think the first example is going to be maybe close to what we just talked about. But okay. the, I think the last one's going to throw you guys for a little loop. Yay. Um, <laughs> and if I'm wrong, that's interesting. Then I'll be thrown for a loop. Uh-huh. Um, okay. <laughs> Someone will be thrown for a loop. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Who will it be? <laughs> it's so hot in this room. <laughs> we can't laugh because we breathe more. And it gets hot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <sighs> okay. The 
I'm going to swear you guys. You had some more examples. I did. <laughs> I'm working up to it because okay. I'm preparing everyone for some profanity. Oh, no. The damned Come water temple, you guys. That damned water temple. It's barely a curse word. I would accept that. <laughs> I had to tone it down from what was in my head. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Thank you, you for that. Y- yeah. You know you know the one. You know the one I'm talking about. Yes. In Ocarina of Time. I don't. I've never played Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I played Ocarina of the Time up to the point when you got to Adult Link and it got too scary for me because of all the re-dead, so I stopped playing. Oh my gosh, you guys are you're that Steven, Steven, that's adorable. Oh <laughs> and Mark, wow. <laughs> I'm thrown for a loop. <laughs> oh, it worked. Okay, uh, this well, is the wrong one though. This is the fourth one. But I've heard people say about how horrible it is, yeah, but I want I, I I might need you to explain it for me. Yeah, okay, so it's really, really difficult, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is I, that it? Um no, <laughs> it's 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 both difficult and tedious because uh, you have yeah. to keep going into the menu to switch your boots from metal boots to non-metal boots to go sink up and down the water. Right, like collecting Zoni in <laughs> the yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, and the water is going up and down, and it's like you know, like N sixty four era polygons, and it's yeah. difficult to make sense of the world sometimes. And sure. I played it after everyone else. Because I was just, you know, always like a generation or two behind in systems. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I was really, st- I was stuck and I was mm. angry and I was stuck and I was angry. And I try to walk away, come back to it. Nope, still stuck. And I'm even more confused because I spent three days away from it trying yeah. to like just shake my brain. And lose- yeah. No, I just like lost track of where I was. Yeah. So I just looked it up. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. I found out a guide yeah. and I followed it exactly. And I still was lost. And I tried again and I followed it exactly. And I still was lost. Oh, and I oh. found another guide and I followed that one. And I, okay, finally worked. Nice. Was that cheating? No. Yeah, I don't think so. Nah, it's not cheating. You just need yeah, for help. advice. Yeah, that's yeah. not cheating. I mean, step by step, showed me what to do. Whatever. It's still. Not I cheating. mean, I think what you did is you just skipped a challenge. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. If you want to say like cheating is fine, then sure, that's cheating because it wasn't what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You got the answer to the puzzle without figuring it out yourself. Sure. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's getting the it's quiz show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, who's going to get mad about that? Yeah. So it, by other definition, it's not cheating because uh, you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not wrecking anything. You're not ruining anything. By my definition of cheating, which is you're breaking the rules. I don't think you're breaking the rules. You just got someone to help you out. Interesting. Okay. So I don't know. Yeah, I because that's like, fine. the mechanics of the game don't force you to figure it out. On yeah. Ultimately, own. the game just wants you to get through the temple. And if right. you get, however you get, through, the game doesn't know how you got through the temple. If you got through the temple by a guide or you figured it out yourself, whatever. Right. I think the developers intended for you to try to solve this puzzle. Oh, I did. I did try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and so they had an experience in mind. But like you're in order for you to continue having the rest of the experience, you used a guide to help you get through this particularly frustrating experience. I think that's. I well, think I that's. Think, I would not I define think, that as cheating. I think you're underselling it. What okay. Ellen actually did was just skip it no, by, yeah, by yeah. following instructions. Absolutely, it, was, it wasn't assistance. It wasn't help. Okay, that's fair. It was the answer. That's fair, right? That's fair. yeah. That's so fair. how so how is that different from say putting in a code to skip to the next level? Other than the labor you have to do, uh huh. Um, is that worth anything? In my mind, no. <laughs> okay, I gotta think about this. Because this is important. Because I had a specific definition of how cheating works, and uh, Mark is trying to challenge that, and I don't appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Would you say you're thrown for a loop? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was actually two of the three of us got thrown for a loop. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we haven't gotten to the last story yet either. I know. I'm still on the table, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a good question. 
that? What's the difference between it? I well, okay, I think part of the difference is I don't know. I guess to me it just just feels like you're just get ultimately you are skipping it. Yeah. But like it'd be just like if I don't know, I uh, I was having a hard time uh doing a certain jump and I asked my dad to help me get through it in mm-hmm. like Super Mario 64 or something. It is your it's a it's an experience that the developer did not intend. But I don't think you're breaking the rules because my dad your uh my dad would still have to go through the game using the same set of rules that I had. Mm-hmm. I was locked on. Right. Right. So it feels to me like it's not cheating in that way. I would right. not describe it as cheating. I would describe it as you missing out on an experience, but yeah. that experience you had Having been trying. An aneurysm. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were trying to have that experience, and the experience was frustrating and difficult for you at the time. So you uh, opted to skip it. So I, I, I think that's. I would not. I would not classify that as cheating, but I would classify that as you. You know. Okay. Skip, skipping on, missing out on an experience. Yeah. I have a definition for what's different about it. Okay. Yes. Um, which is, and this is very contextual, depends yeah. on the person doing the skipping, yeah. right? And this just applies if you're going through a guide or, you know, doing whatever, yeah. is the act of play, mm-hmm. is that still happening? Oh. Ooh. Right? Yeah, okay. Because we think about, we're, we're defining games in terms of challenge and completion. Yeah. But that's not what games are. Right. Games are experiences. They're, yes. they're it's that labor. Yeah, yeah. It's the act of play. Mm-hmm. And I was... It, times that I have looked up the answer and gone through it, I have it has been a skip because I was not playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was just pressing buttons. That's fair. Other times, I was like, "Is it over there? Or over there? I don't want to spend the time to look in both directions. I'll look up to see which direction it is." Mm-hmm. But then I still get to play the game. Yeah. Okay. I just get to. I just skipped out on some frustrating. Things. You just got a hint. It's case by case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, for me with the water temple, the um, the. <laughs> Any possibility of play had left hours before, <laughs> and so right as in the right. in the maybe two thirds of your of your untarnished attempts, <laughs> unassisted attempts, right? You were also no longer playing the game. Yeah, well, I yeah. definitely wasn't having fun. Yeah, right. Like, and so, um, yeah. So it makes I think that's just an operating the software. Basically, yes. I was just I was attempting. So we're yeah. all doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, last one. Okay. Um I'm getting ready. <laughs> get right? ready. Gosh. Limber up. Uh-huh. All right. So I uh every about more or less every week, mm-hmm. um, I get to do brunch with my uh my husband's sister mm-hmm. and her husband and their two boys, my nephews. Um I have three nephews, but one of them is with a different sister. So okay. um I have my two nephews, one who's almost uh, almost two, <laughs> and wow. one who's almost seven. Uh, a couple months away from being seven, just finished kindergarten. Ooh, it's like cool. a, he's an old. He was an old kindergartner. Mm. Um, anyway, so he like summer break started on Saturday for him. Super exciting, and then yeah. Sunday we had brunch and we went over. And so he he received as a gift for the start of summer vacation. A Nintendo 64. Right? Really? With, wow. It, Lucky kid. I know. <laughs> Nintendo 64. Stack of games. That's so great. I love it. He's got 007, yeah. Double Nine. He's got like NBA Jam. Yeah. He's got Star Fox. Wow. Right? Oh, that's great. Um, he's got Smash Brothers. Ooh. And he has um Mario Kart 64. Uh, nice. Yep. Which he really likes. And so he's played some Mario Kart on Switch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which was very cute because I think when he was playing Switch, he like used like 
the motion controls. Uh, so oh, he started yeah. trying to use that. He, he could turn to turn the oh, 64 yeah. controller all the way one way. And then anyway. Yeah. Okay, so he's had it for a day at this point, and um, it's you know an older style controller, and there's, it's pretty big, and he's got smaller hands. Yep. Um, so we were he's really excited to play, and we go play, and we start playing, um, Mario Kart 64, and I want to be Bowser because it's funny. <laughs> Bowser's huge, and he's on this tiny cart. Yeah. Love playing Bowser. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he wants to be Mario. Um, he did make me play as Luigi once, uh, <laughs> just for thematic purposes, I guess. Oh. Uh, anyway, and. You know, he's a kid. He really wants to win. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he asked me. He said, can you let me win? I want to win. And okay. I said, okay. Okay. And I did. Yeah. Okay. Cheating? Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mark, why isn't it cheating? Because he said, do you want to play this game? And you said, yes. Okay. Steven? You agreed to the terms of the encounter <laughs> and you both fulfilled your briefs <laughs> we did we did both have fun he had fun and yeah. i also had fun mm-hmm. okay but did you learn something from that did i learn something did did your nephew learn something from that experience uh, i mean he's always learning well my point is he's supposed to get beat down <laughs> that's how you learn <laughs> yeah well that's why eric and john came in later and eric uh, demolished everyone yeah. well there you go but um no okay okay Back to the I, original I think example. It's cheating. Okay. But, you know, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would not have done it, but it's fine. <laughs> You'd have not let that kid win. No, I think that's really interesting. Well, I would not let my nephew win. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, I don't okay. have a nephew. But okay. I'm okay. Like... All right. Yeah. You are playing Mario Kart 64 with Ellen's nephew. Ellen's nephew asks you. Oh, man. Let, let him win. <laughs> do I do it? Yeah. I mean, I probably would do it in that because it'd be awkward, but I think that yeah. would still be cheating. Yeah. I think. It's, I think it's still but cheating. You're yeah. doing the cheating. Yeah. Okay. It's not like I've never cheated before. <laughs> <laughs> you act like I've never cheated before. <laughs> I'm not standing on some moral high ground. <laughs> I think cheating is fine. I would just define it as cheating. Just yeah. know what you're doing. That is what you're doing. I think it's okay. Yeah. You're just changing the experience so yeah. that your nephew has a good time. Yeah. So that's fine. It was, well, it was really interesting. It's like, and, you know, it was, it was interesting for me to watch my own like emotional reaction to that question. Yeah. Um, because like I instantly said yes. And then I after we were playing and I'm like, did I do the right thing as Auntie Ellen to like say yes to this? Like, am I not supposed to teach him that he's supposed to earn his wins? And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, what he learned here was that I'm looking out for him having a good time. Yeah. 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 And I that's more important. Yeah. Yeah. There's a school of thought which is like, don't let your kids win. Teach them the value of of like fair sport and and I really really reject that. Mm. Like I think one because I don't think winning has value. Sure, right. <laughs> I've said that before about games. Yeah, right. And I think that like the the more you value winning, the more the worse off you are in life. Mm. Uh, I think. I mean, it can you can it has tangible benefits. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In a, in competitive environments. Yeah. But you can get those elsewhere. Mm. And so I think like teaching the kid that lesson. That like no, they can't just have it given to them. It feels unfair, and it feels like you know just giving them a treat for no no thing. But it's a it's a game 
they're supposed that is a treat for them. Yeah. yeah. Right. And also a lot of, I feel like a lot of times people will, you know, use that as they will use that as a way to feel better about themselves because they beat a seven year old at a at an old video game. Well, I don't I mean that's not part of my argument. Well, no, it's part of my argument. I think people do that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so um but I think I don't know. I think there's like I I guess I agree with that. I don't think that I don't think that it's good to teach kids that like you know, um, you can only win if somebody else loses. Yeah. You can only enjoy an experience right. if somebody else is not enjoying. It. Yeah, the key there is to is to is it's not to deny them that experience. It's to then teach them the follow up, which is empathy. Which is that mm -hmm. if someone else asks them to throw a game, like a younger sibling, mm -hmm. that's the lesson they should learn. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's okay. Like that, and that's the thing about selflessness. And like those are the kinds of things that you can teach way better with other methods, including playing games mm -hmm. than the hard lesson of you got to earn your bones. You right. Know? Well, see, and that's the thing, right? I, I feel like I would want to change the competition instead of making it just, uh, you know, your, your nephew just automatically wins. Like I would do it where like I have to, I don't know what, how would you handicap yourself in, in Mario Kart 64? Uh, I can't think of it. Throw bananas and run into them. You can't use any items. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. Like I would just. I would try to make it. I would try to make the challenge more interesting for yourself and more interesting mm -hmm. uh, for your for my nephew. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. I mean, if they if they get some satisfaction out of like this the I mean the the skill of 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 trying something until you they get good at it. Yeah. And if they're denied that by not being that not having that challenge set to them. Yeah. They will know that. Mm -hmm. right. They will. You, you you read their reactions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. You don't have to govern it for them. Yeah. Um. You know. Trust but the like, children. I mean, but also <laughs> you're playing the game too. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's yeah, like yeah. so. You both should be able to get a, an enjoyable experience out of it. Right. Yeah. The point of the experience isn't to win a Mario Kart. It's to spend time with my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And yeah. So that's what we did. And we had a really good time. And I did what you what you said, Stephen. Just naturally, like I'm like, okay, um, I'm not gonna beat my nephew. I am going to try to get as close as I can to right behind him. So <laughs> yeah. whatever he is, I I need to be the next place back. Yeah, yeah. and that was that was a good challenge. There's a shared fiction to that that that, that people do with kids all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I so many kids have knocked me over with like a tennis ball. Yeah, and <laughs> they they know a tennis ball is not going to knock me over. Right. Yeah. And that's part of that. What's fun about yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that, it's those fictions are healthy. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, so they're just you know just barely ecking it out. Like they know, they know that it's a that's a fiction. They asked you to participate. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I said absolutely, I will. And also, you should know, like, not everyone's going to say yes to that question. Mm. That's a really good that's a reaction. Good, which yeah. is really good. And so we had he and I had a really good time playing one on one, and then we had a couple other people play, and they didn't have you know we didn't have that conversation with right. them. They didn't let him win, and he was a little frustrated by it. And yeah. so I had to remind him, like, remember I told you, like. Not everyone's going to say yes to that question. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't want to keep playing, that's fine. We can stop. And we did. And we ended up going down in the basement and playing dodgeball. Pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> Everybody wins. Exactly. Um, but one of, I think the cool thing I'm going to end part one on is that after we played a few games of Mario Kart and he was getting more familiar with the controls, not familiar enough that he didn't start, stop like steering yeah. <laughs> like it was a wheel, yeah. um, which was adorable. Mm -hmm. But like, we switched to a different track and I just completely bombed <laughs> and he beat the whole field on his own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He came in number one. Nice. No cheating. Mm -hmm. He just beat me. Yeah. And he beat all the other computer characters. He just, he just won. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about that like a few more times throughout the rest of the day. Even when we were done playing, he's like, I told, I won. I'm like, yeah, you completely won. And there was yeah. like no if, ands or buts. Like you, you won that race. Right. 
and he felt pretty good about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like he wouldn't have had that opportunity if he hadn't been, you know, allowed to just play and feel good about playing, mm-hmm. which is yeah. what I enabled him to do by agreeing to his rules. Yes. Right. Some people are motivated by the like climbing the 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 wall, and some people just want to hang out, and then they, by osmosis you know, absorb what they need to get over that wall. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, it's not the same for everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I guess he's more of an osmosis kid. And yeah. I, I get that because I feel like I'm more of an osmosis person. So, yeah. Yeah. Dodgeball was cool too. There are no rules to dodgeball. <laughs> I can't cheat them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just imagining you like, all right, I let you win here. But because there are no rules, I'm going to pelt you with dodgeballs for 20 minutes. <laughs> We did have one thing where we, we had one like game mode to dodgeball. Yeah. There are a few different game modes. One of them is called butt ball where you just throw each other, throw the balls at your butts. Nice. That's what you do. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was another one where we just like traded off like lining all the balls up in a row. And then and the other person would stand on the other side of the room. And the other person next to the balls would just pick them up one at a cut, just like chuck them really fast. <laughs> anyway. That's fun. Yeah. He's a cool kid. Cool kids. Mm-hmm. Definitely recommend nephews. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on that. <laughs> How am I supposed to take that home? <laughs> I didn't expect you to dig into it more. So <laughs> I ten out of ten would create lasting memories again. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and here we are. Part two. It's yeah. a part two. Part two. Um, we're going to spend the whole episode just finishing uh, what we started. Yeah. Um, Ellen, you have lots of notes. Yeah. I haven't I looked learned. at any of them yet. Kind of a lot of notes. Stephen says there's they're uh, myriad and it's a lot of notes. Listen, there's so many notes. Not only did I use the um, the outline feature that comes with Google Docs, I also bolded the headings of each subsection. Oh, it means business. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, yep, yep. But the most important thing, really, at the top. Yeah. It's time for Gex, y'all. It's time for Gex. Time for Gex. Did y'all see the announcement? Gex is back. Let's go. <laughs> is so it just excited. me? I'm the only one excited. No, I never played the Gex games, but I was always- They're terrible. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I was watching a stream. Someone was playing Gex 2. I forgot how bad the game is. I'm still so excited. <laughs> it's just, it's basically just, you play as a gecko yeah. who just wisecracks the whole time. And what's really great about this game is he wisecracks the same line, like, the same three lines like each minute. What's it's, really great about this game? Look, I don't, I don't know what it is that draws me to games that aren't good, but jank. Yeah, that's what it is. There's it's a jank. whole episode about <laughs> this. You're right. I still didn't figure out what exactly jank meant, but I'm just really excited for this. You know yeah. when you see it. It's got. It's gonna have Gex one, Gex two, Gex three. I think. Oh, it's so. like a Gex package. It's a Gex package. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So there's, there's no new new Gex. It's just old no, Gex. No, I, I, I hope they make a new Gex. I don't actually think they could pull off. I want them to pull off a new Gex, but it'd be really hard to pull off a new Gex. Because <laughs> it would have to be bad? Well, <laughs> jank. It has to be jank. It has to be jank. But um, specifically, like, Gex is, like, dated in old pop culture references uh-huh. in a way that you can't really pull off now because pop culture changes yeah. every week. So, But isn't oh. the whole point of it? Oh, you mean it's inextricably tied to Gex. Yes. So you can't just make new references. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like all of those references are super dated. Oh, all, no, they just... were already dated. Well, Stephen, you're in your 30s now, and yep. when you enter your 30s, you start to realize that media begins to be produced for you mm-hmm. to remember when you were yep, a that's happening. That is happening. And so it doesn't really have to be updated. 
Yeah. Okay. No. Just, well. You, mm, yeah, so I here's suppose. what you do: you uh-huh. have it. You have it be generation specific, and you yeah. just have it go out to Chat GPT, and you say, "Please generate silly, stupid joke for Zennial or whatever." It won't get the. It won't get the cheese. Yeah, that's a different kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't serious. I think the ideal thing for this is you buy it and then put it on a shelf. Yep. <laughs> you don't need to play these. I will be playing it. You know what I want to do is I, I will get... let listeners know. <laughs> get... I'm actually quite curious. <laughs> I want to get you a little Gex plushie that you can stick in amongst the fur- the the Kirby's. I almost said Furbies, but that'd be funny too. <laughs> I would, I would, I would like that. Just hidden amongst the yeah. just one tiny rolling waves of pink. I'll give, I'll like write out some chat boxes so he can have really crappy catchphrases. It'll be so great. Uh... Oh, Steven's a writer now. <laughs> That's true. It's true. <laughs> Listeners, last week's episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, that was the main. This is the main important news. Ellen, you have some news on here too, right? <laughs> um, there's nothing on Amazon when I search for Gex plushy. Okay, um, <laughs> that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, so I was on vacation. Um, I took all of last week off, mostly staycation. Did some plant stuff. I rode my bike a ton. I was so sore. Fell on my bike because oh, I got no. I got like those clip pedals. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's a mistake. No, I go so fast now. <laughs> I go so fast. I don't go very fast, but I went a lot faster than before. Yeah. Um, and uh, I biked all over. I like biked, biked to the DMV, you guys. Oh, um, yeah, I yeah, um, got really bruised when I fell over, um, but I only fell over the once, mm-hmm. so I'm getting the hang of it, and it's really fun. Um, so yeah, I'm really enjoying my bike. Nice. And then the end of my vacation went with my husband and all of his, like pretty much his whole mess of siblings and their kids to wisconsin dells which is like this big water park central yeah bonanza it's it's like along the highway between major cities in minnesota and wisconsin it's precisely between like the twin cities and chicago yeah and gets traffic from both and um would super not be the kind of place i would go to by myself or like with Eric, it would not be the kind of vacation destination that we would choose. Yeah. But when you've got like six and seven year old nephews and three, you know, two year old, like it's perfect for family stuff because it's all handled for you. There's tons of stuff for the kids to do. It was the first night we were there, the the following morning, one of my nephews woke me up at four thirty in the morning. (laughs) His mosquito bites itched, but also I think he was just super excited to be at the water park. Yeah. But nothing was open yet, so we just like wandered the halls of the hotel for like half an hour (laughs) and like pretended to dodge spies that were coming, you know, looking at us through the window and protecting his endangered rainbow snake. This is all partly a story that he came up with and I just (laughs) had a really good time with it. Mm. And then the next the following day they slept until like 9 a.m which is like unheard of so they yeah they were they we hit it really hard and it was really fun it's mm-hmm. kind of good to do that went on some water slides it's fun played the cool. arcade mm-hmm. sounds nice um and then on the way back i quit the horse game <laughs> about time yeah yeah it's just like okay back to dragons no, um, dra- no. Although I did introduce nephew to dragons. Oh no! Why would you do that? Because <laughs> it's a cool game. Okay. And he doesn't get a lot of access to games. No. Oh, okay. Because he's yeah he um he's still working on like processing frustration. Oh, um, I see. Okay. But I also think that's that's good then if he gets a little practice with frustration when it's special. I get to play on Auntie's phone time. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, um. Yeah, he's getting better at that, and. Uh, and yeah, so um Did you just like see all the names and you're like, I'm done? 
or was it still... one, was there one repeat and you're like that's it <laughs> there have been so many good names uh. like yeah um still great i have like another like cache of screenshots on my phone that i want to share with you at some point because they had also really good names yeah. like somehow the names have been getting better huh. like and more clever anyway huh. yeah i just realized like just they just got sick of the grind and mm-hmm. and probably spent too much money on it oh, no. <laughs> um but yeah it just wasn't wasn't it wasn't getting new new stuff fast enough you have like a, a sort of a special talent that you can you can get off the the crazy train of a free-to-play game and just move on with your life without a lot of drama it seems mm-hmm. where people that's something that those games are designed to yeah. prevent you from yes. doing yeah. and you're very good at being like yeah i'll put a little money into this and then i'll just be done eventually like that well, seems to be like very hard for most people i think a little money is a relative thing yeah well that's you true. know i yeah. probably like i i mean i probably no, I actually looked. I looked at my play, um, my Google Play stuff because I've been playing in some mobile. There's a desktop version too. But I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I've spent like sixty dollars on this game. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. not good. No, yeah. well, I mean, you. I, I always think about the time, like the money that I spend in proportion to the time that I spend in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also spent a lot of time in the game, so it didn't feel like it was an unfair amount. Yeah, but sure. that's how a lot of people rationalize it too. Well, but the, other, the the reason that it made me quit is that I just, I mean, like you can see the curve. You know, like yeah. there's yeah. no way that was ever slowing down. And yeah. Uh, there you know there was more story to be had in the game Mm -hmm. and certainly like i could be a better competitor um if i played more but the amount of progress i would make you could see ahead of you a very steep curve yeah yeah yeah. and i'm not interested in that i'm I'm not an optimizer i'm a satisficer and i got satisficed so (laughs) we're done with the game all right um, and that's fine because I think I think another reason that, I, that it hooked me wasn't just the game mechanics, but I found the whole system really fascinating. To mm. like the fact that it was so in, like hooked hooked me so good yeah. was just an interesting thing to observe in myself, mm-hmm. and like being able to then go back and reflect on that and like think about the different systems at play. Um, you know, I think will give me some insight into how to not do that. or like how to do it in a way that is fair because it it definitely i mean i don't know it didn't feel it it didn't feel unfair it just felt unworth if that makes sense yeah yeah well i mean we've had this conversation in a whole episode before but it's it does set up a universe where it defines its own rules and that includes Mm -hmm. its rules of value and and so you have to really like you have to remember to think about what the actual value is right and not the value that it presents to you in a very convincing right. world because game you are predisposed to accept you know immerse yourself in the world where these things have value and when they say that real world things have value then your your brain is just hijacked yeah um and it is a, it is a special talent to be able to step away from that yeah um. well thanks um i'm not sure if i can bring that talent to bear all the time but it definitely helps to be like okay but yeah i could continue to spend money at the rate that i've been spending now and i'll spend a lot of money and maybe i'll have fun but like what am i actually at this point now like what will that what will that gaming experience look like? And yeah. it's like it's just going to look like more of the same, right? Um, and uh, I didn't want to, you know, I've got a limited amount of free time, mm-hmm. and uh, so the opportunity cost is I don't play something that looks really cool, mm-hmm. you know, another thing that I want to play, yeah. So yeah. or read a book, you know, <laughs> which I've got to read a book because I have an episode about it coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been, like planning this episode for like a year and then just keep kicking it off. Yeah. Anyway, so 
Um, yeah. I think getting, honestly, weirdly enough, I think getting on the bike a lot last week helped. Yeah. It's like, can't play game while on bike. <laughs> I mean, technically, I can, like, start the game. Like, well, then you'd be training a horse. Often. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I would fall over more often right. if I were trying to play the game on yes. a bike. <laughs> um, yeah, ouch. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm now in the grinding phase of Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Where I'm just collecting things and upgrading armor and stuff. And I don't even like doing that in games, uh-huh. but it's very much hooked to me as like an activity yeah. in a way that feels very much like a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's not asking me to pay anything, which is nice, but that doesn't make it any worse of, of, a, yeah. of a system. Yeah. I'm, I'm souring on the game. Oh. Mm. The more time I spend with it, the less I enjoy it. That's, Why don't you just... Yeah, be done. Uh, because I'm not Ellen. Like, yeah, okay, oh, fair enough. Get on your no, bike I... <laughs> Because it's, I mean, it's still like, I'm still pleased to play it. It's not, sure. you know what I mean? I'm speaking sort of more broadly. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I just, I saw, I have one temple left and then I can go to the end and I'm doing that thing where you, I'm going to do everything I want to do and then I'll finish the game. Yeah. But like, I don't have any framework as when to recognize Right. Sure. I, I get it. In, in like the, the game is designed, they put a bunch of content in it because I don't think they intend for everyone to see it. Right. I don't know. I mean, okay. I on part of me is we we talk about the Nintendo Magic, whatever. But part of yeah. me is like, it's a very efficiently designed game. But mm-hmm. I don't actually know how much they thought about stuff like that. Like mm. people just loved Breath of the Wild, so like they didn't probably have to do a ton of thinking about. Well, we'll start from there and we'll add a whole underground and a bunch of stuff, and it'll be great. And it is great. Mm-hmm. But like, I actually don't think there's that much more to the design than that. Uh, it, Right, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, Breath of the Wild was the same way. Like, it had a bunch of stuff in there. They don't inspect... There will be people who will get all 100 or all Right, but they, they leave that entirely to the to the uh, psychology of the player. Yes. Rather than having any foot on the, on that's, the scale. I guess that's all In I terms mean. of what they want the player to do. Right, right, right. Um, which is like, yeah, fine, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it does mean that, like, I definitely would enjoy the game a lot more if, you know... If it made it, if it was just easier to to walk away from some of these checklist things, sure. Um, which it it is in some ways, but it I don't know, it's weird. I just yeah, the more time I spend with it, the more I'm just like, it, I'm getting into that loop, which it's easy. Yeah. Okay. Rather than making any progress, yeah. I'm just collecting now. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I was I was really hoping the game wouldn't because Breath of the Wild did not do that to me. Mm. Like I I did all the shrines and I did all of the a lot of things, but I was very happy to give to not do a lot of the other things, sure. and I never felt sucked into that. Yeah. But there's so much more of it in Tears of the Kingdom mm. that you have you kind of have to t- dabble in all of it to see. And then, mm-hmm. and then you do get sort of sucked into a couple of them, yeah. and then you end up just having a much bigger grocery list than you did in Breath of the Wild. Sure. And so I think that is a flaw. Hmm. I don't know. I'm very much in it, so that my my opinion is very much based on what I'm doing with it right that's, now. That's so. fair. Yeah, well, I would like to talk about grind at some point as a yeah. topic. So, mm-hmm. um, grind keep... part two. Is there is it was there grind part one? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying just, to do a transition. Yeah, it just seemed on theme. Yeah, oh. we haven't talked about one of the main one of these big. Four bullet points under meta. We talked yeah. about Gex. <laughs> <laughs> under that, there's Alan was on vacation. Right. Alan quit the horse game, and yeah. we had a power outage. Yeah. So um, the office here had a power outage, and it the whole clubhouse went out. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, if that doesn't get fixed by the time we record, what are we going to do? So I I tore up the whole clubhouse and rerouted all the power to the outlets that were still working. And then they fixed it. So, <laughs> so I, the, I'm like, oh, I got to pull this back together. So I ended up doing a little bit of remodeling in here. Yeah, I did some really wire nice. management. Yeah. Um, some things I've been sort of meaning to do. 
Um, because Ellen, you're over here against the wall. You're like tripping out a lot of the wires that are running through this place. Um, because it's the, like, I designed this, this, this space to do a lot of things and be very versatile. Mm-hmm. It mostly is just our recording studio. Yeah. Um, but it also is a video conference, um, room and it can serve as a meeting room mm-hmm. and it, it can serve as, it serves as a gameplay room when we do play test here. Yeah. And so you, um, you can hook up a, a laptop to the TV without needing to like walk up to the TV and get and fiddle with cables. It's all routed through it's it's a nice elegant setup mm-hmm. but when we were just when most of the time we just use it for the podcast it can get it, it's okay if it gets a little bit messy in here yeah and so uh me making it even more messy was the excuse to finally tidy it up a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks really nice yeah it does. but yeah the, the the i was here at like three in the morning working oh, on something and then the 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 power just blew and my mm-hmm. my my computer has a, a battery backup mm-hmm. that it the computer, it's the most expensive one you can buy, and it lasts me like three minutes oh. um, because my my desktop is is like a beast. And so I have that much time to save everything I'm doing and, and close, uh. which I did. But then I was like, well, now what do I do? It's three in the morning. Yeah. I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of rough. Yeah. But all better now. Yeah, it was just some uh, some bad wiring when they, when contractors came in and put in new outlets in this space when we moved in. Mm. They, were, one, they just didn't twist the wires enough. And so when there was you know power running through, it heats up. Yeah. And just eventually... it came loose <laughs> like, safe i mean it was all inside a junction box so okay, yeah all right. i mean it was fine a, a electrician came through and was like mm, you might be running too much amps through the, the breaker and like well, i can't we can't find the breaker these outlets are on and because there wasn't one yeah, <laughs> yeah huh. it was just just a wire in the ceiling yeah that was loose and he and i'm like is this gonna be a break he's like no i i got it good this will never happen again <laughs> okay that's awesome I'm like cool. okay great <laughs> great so a little bit of drama, mm-hmm. but all solved now. So it's nice when a problem gets solved permanently. Uh-huh. There is a type of problem that just keeps coming up over and over again. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's cheating. <laughs> In games. Sure. Okay. So, so, <laughs> it's okay. It's a transition. <laughs> I tried. You did. You did. <laughs> I could see you winding up for it. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just, all right. I just, I you know. You know, you try. Yeah. You try. Well, we're here now, so let's talk about it. Yes. Okay, so part one, which was episode 310. Yep. Um, and we will link to it in the show notes for ease Previously of... on. Previously on cheating. Actually, that sounds like some sort of like TLC <laughs> show or yeah, something. It this probably is a show. Um, not that not that type. Although that did come up when I was trying to research for this episode. I'm like... <laughs> Just Googled cheating. Cheating in games. And it would be like some stupid game show or I don't know. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Okay. No, fix your algorithm, Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not what I'm interested in. <laughs> um, there was also like one of the top Google posts was like, are gamers more likely to cheat on their spouses? I'm like, <laughs> what? what? All right. <laughs> Who Googles that? Anyway. They're not leaving their homes. Well, probably gamers' spouses. I, I guess gamers' spouses. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it's like, Google, you don't. No. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, in episode in part one, which was the second half of episode three ten, mm-hmm. maybe not second half, but second Keep part. Keep everybody. Of, one yeah, of those. Um, we kind of we example we kind of went through some examples of gameplay that like could be considered cheating. Yes. Yeah, you gave us like a little quiz, kind of like is this cheating? Is it's, this not? It was, it was a good conversation. It was mm-hmm. like a debate, really. It was like yeah. we took each example one by one and kind of analyzed it and came down to it. And so I think, you know. We asked if you look up solutions to a puzzle, is that cheating? It only affects your, you know, your game. And right. and I think yeah. what we kind of like, we compared that to like some examples of cheating that are just like so clearly cheating, like aimbots. Yeah. You know, um, so I think we also talked a little bit about why people cheat at games. 
little um, bit, yeah. A little bit. I think we talked about like, you know, ego for one. Uh, some other things like attention within a community, you know, if you're going to – or or like I guess money, you know. Like yeah. You're going to spin up a special Minecraft ser- server and mod the specific values of certain drops and then make millions on YouTube. <laughs> um, that I, I, I don't know why, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I think um, those are some things that maybe came up during that conversation. Uh, some new insight on this that I want to just bring up at this early point because this was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think something I didn't really realize is just how um, complex and I think sophisticated that these communities of cheaters are. It's not yeah. just like one person acting alone. Like mm-hmm. they're working with a community and within a community and as part of a community that kind of works in opposition to whatever anti-cheat. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, oh. to whatever anti-cheat like protocols and processes and tools are in place for a given game. It's like the it's kind of like the DRM stuff where like there's a group that breaks the DRM, then the DRM DRM people have to unbreak it. Yeah, and it, it's like a yeah, yeah a exactly. War, I it's, guess, cat, almost. it's like a cat. We'll come we'll come back to that because okay. I think that's it, we'll probably where we'll come back to at the end of the episode. Um, but what was really interesting, and this came up in one of the GDC talks that I watched. Um, I think it was about Daisy, mm. uh, but they like these communities frame the anti-cheat systems as like the the bad guy. Yeah, you know, and so then there's this narrative or this myth of like Valve anti-cheat as the big the big baddie, and then yeah. the community bands together around that to beat the big baddie. Right. It's almost like a secondary game. And there's a real easy way to justify that in your mind because a lot of these tools are incredibly invasive pieces of software. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, it, where it's like, if, if you care about real things in the world, you look at that and you go, oh my, that is, why would anyone allow that to be installed on their machine? Yeah. It has huge privacy implications. It w- worms its way into the kernel of your system. It's a security flaw, introduces security flaws. And at the same time, what it's trying to do is like, is kind of a noble goal in a way. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so I could totally see a community of people having plenty of excuses that maybe are apart from maybe the real reason why they're against it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think um, and that's kind of where I want to go into into this part, too, is basically like, OK, um, you know, if we're thinking of anti-cheat, if some anti-cheat software and tools are invasive and there is potentially a narrative that one could easily step into where the cheaters and the hackers are the good guys. Maybe that's the case in some instances. But one thing that I didn't really think about until I just researched more for this episode was that cheating is also can be really related to other antisocial gaming behavior Mm -hmm. and beyond. So not just like, I mean, there's harassment and hate speech within a gaming community around yeah. a game specifically. And there's like vandalism of the game itself and griefing where, you know, people are actively trying to make the experience of another player bad. Yeah. Um, I think there's some overlap between those behaviors. Uh, you know, creating an exploit may not be cheating, but the exploit, you, know, you can create an exploit and you may not use it to cheat. Or maybe you use it to cheat and that's it. You just want to get to the top of the leaderboard. Mm. But that exploit that you created and then posted about or are charging for, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a thing, um, that exploit might be used by others to g- gain unfair advantage on some other part of the game or be used to troll other players, right? So maybe it was created just to, you know, climb the ranks, but it ends up being used for something a lot shittier. Yeah. Um. Sorry for the bleep, Steven. <laughs> I just, it needs to be said. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, 
so I think um, that kind of got back to some of the things about um, like how these these things can kind of like overlap. So this Daisy video, which we'll link into the show notes, uh, was from the GDC, from GDC a while ago. I think that it was a while ago, like 2015, maybe even mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, you know, people are using hacks not necessarily to improve their own play experience, but they were like using explosions and they had unlimited explosions or grenades or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were just using it to troll other players for their Twitch stream. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was like funny for their viewers to watch and they were getting higher viewer counts by doing using these exploits in the game. But the people on the other side of the screen, they they didn't consent to that. You know, they're just trying to play the game. And that's part of what makes it funny to the viewers. Yeah. Right. Is the unsuspecting nature of the other people that are in in that in that game. Um, but it's crappy. <laughs> it's yeah. bad. Um, I think the other thing that's um, something to think about a little bit more is that sometimes Cheaters who get caught and banned, they retaliate, mm-hmm. right? So they go after the devs. Oh yeah, on social. Yep, and make someone else's life miserable because they got caught. Mm-hmm. Super lame. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one other thing, this is kind of the overlap at a different angle, is that I think some anti-cheat st- tools and strategies can be similar to like anti-vandalism, anti-harassment yeah. strategies. Um, like one, for example, is engaging with the community. And we'll get into that in more depth later. But well, like, it's the, yeah. like, I mean, that's how you report if you see somebody who like is clearly aimbotic or whatever else. So you report them in the same way you would if somebody were to use a slur against yep. you or something, right? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which part of that makes me very uncomfortable because mm. it, it puts those things on the same level. Mm. And, and like they they can have this similar impact on people yeah but they're they are very different like ruining yeah. the integrity of the game is very different yes from you know outright harassment right, right. now ruining the integrity of the game in service of harassment so there's a blurry it's a blurry line yeah but i yeah. see what, yeah I but see, it does make me sort of uncomfortable how those things because a lot of times gamers talk about like reporting in terms they think of the gameplay exploits first mm. and then oh, but then there's also for harassment and stuff and that's all part of the same ball of wax yeah and then you tend to thinking about it clinically and that kind of i don't know it just makes me uncomfortable yeah that's interesting because i could i definitely see it like from a user experience perspective you want there to be one reporting input right so yeah, exactly right yeah. when when you are ready to report you're usually like emotionally charged and so you're not you don't want to have to think through, oh right, then here I calm down, think about where it is. You want to be able to just go right to it. Yeah. Um, and so I think it makes sense from a UX perspective that there's one input. And also from a behind the scenes process perspective, it might make sense that there's more than one input. But you know, you can get that user input from one place on your screen and then depending on the option that they select, that data might go in at several different places. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at least, you know, everyone if everyone knows where to go. To report a problem, it's there. Right. Um, I guess that's what I mean. Is like is, is putting it all together as a they're all types of problems rather mm-hmm. rather than two separate things. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you're totally right. I mean, I don't have a solution. Like, yeah. it, if you separate it out, either it becomes harder to use or becomes underused or mm-hmm. whatever. It's trade offs. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't think people think about those trade offs very often because it's so obvious what the trade offs are to make it sort of a, a different UX. But you have to sort of train a community to think about these things differently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's ultimately. I mean, that's kind of my that's my big sort of theoretical cure-all to a lot of this stuff is like you have you can't just make tools you can't just make rules you have to foster a community where those things are not as vital to the success Mm. of your community Mm -hmm. right if Mm -hmm. you if you if those are required just for everyone to get through the day then you have failed even if those tools are great and even if they work 
Yeah. Right. If you need them, then that's that's a sign of trouble. Um, but that's my big soapbox take on it. With, with respect to cheating or harassment in general, all of that. Like, hmm. the, like the the motivations for people to cheat are that we care too much about winning, and so okay, well, then we should make you care less about winning. Well, then the game's not as fun. And then, like, well, that's just a compromise developers are not willing to make. So, like, mm-hmm. I agree to, with that to some extent, mm-hmm. but I do think that, I don't know, I think people can be terrible, and I don't think that... <laughs> you mean they're allowed to? <laughs> yes, actually. Yeah. Um, And so I think that people, because, like, they're... Because they can do stuff, they will do stuff, and yeah. if there's nothing in place to... There's not, if there's nothing in place for people to at least feel comfortable using as a tool to help themselves oh, yeah, against that you kind can't, of stuff. You, you need those. You, yeah. They need to exist, certainly. Exactly. I just mean if you become dependent on them, for, or otherwise I think it'll collapse. Yes. But what I mean when you, when you say like people can be terrible, I think we should be making games where people can be terrible, but they are not rewarded in the game for it. Sure. And, 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 if, and if that means you have to change the game. Yeah. No. You know, and that I agree with. Yeah, yeah, but it's so hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not an easy ask, and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't pretend that it is. Yeah, but I think people are willing to go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Um. So that was kind of what I want to talk about, just like an intersection between other antisocial gaming behavior. Yeah. There's more to that story, um, and that kind of comes in this next section. Um, so I think. <laughs> There's some really clever things that different games have done over time to, like, shame cheaters or punish them in some mm-hmm. ways oh. from, like, deleting your save file or I think that was Banjo-Kazooie, like, the witch laughs at you and just deletes your file. Goodbye. Um, and, then, like, I think Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2, I can't remember which one, they, like, put you into, like... <laughs> a court of other players and the oh, yeah. character yells at you for cheating anyway it's like there's all such sort of fun stuff that um that game developers have done t- to cheaters <laughs> to punish them yeah um i think that that that's pretty clever um i think also it, <laughs> yeah i gotta ask the question right when you're thinking about what constitutes cheating in my game or what do i want to consider as cheating in my game how am i going to catch those people and then what, what do i want to have happen to them yeah right so um I th- for me I, there's just way more to cheating than i thought like when i went into this research thinking about okay well what does cheating look like these days like, i don't play lots of online competitive games mm. because i'm not really competitive and i don't have a lot of time to dedicate to get to get good oh yeah <laughs> you know um so it's like if i if i don't feel like i'm gonna be competitive then i don't really get a lot of fun i don't derive like, if i'm not gonna be competitive and it's not gonna be like a close right, close match right. if i'm just gonna get steamrolled over and over again there's no point in playing it that's why sure. some of this is, is very uh um sort of just theoretical for me because i yeah. think about like I, I mean i would love for it to be a universe where i could just like have like four or five games that I could play online, but I, you have to, they have to be hobbies yeah. for you to get any good. So if a bunch of people cheat, how am I going to know? They're all going to beat me anyway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So it just, it seems like, what do I care that people right. cheat? Right. Like, I still, I'm still going to suck. Yeah. Um, I'll just, they'll be so much better by so much more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I guess the, the, the question for me after this research is like, okay, maybe the, I mean, the consequences probably have to batch, the degree to which they're breaking the rules, right? Like yeah. if someone's just using a cheat for themselves, 
if they're just you know and they did that for a game that they have and it's a one-player game and it's like a single-player game and they're just modding it or something like that that's whatever yeah if they're using a cheat to like win on the leaderboards and get away with it and get all the accolades without you know coming clean on how they got there then that's a problem and then there's like okay sometimes people are creating there's a lot of money involved in this yes creating hacks for the game and then selling it yeah that's true guys i even found hacks for sale for the horse game <laughs> that actually doesn't surprise me that much and right? is that is that where your 60 dollars went <laughs> no okay good just checking no <laughs> uh, no no because these hacks i think you pay for the hack but then yeah. it gives you unlimited gold in the game yeah right. Right. I have an I have a take on that, which is I don't know that that's wrong. Right. Now that's an interesting question, right? Because it's yeah. like if the if the game design is predatory to begin with, then are you not like is it a problem that well, you're kind of doing Robin Hood here? The game is effectively single player, anyways, right? Like you don't. I no, mean, they're leaderboards. Well, okay. well, that's Aside the thing. From the there are a lot of single player games with leaderboards, yeah. and so it becomes more of interest to the developer to keep those uh, untainted. But also, you, from a player's perspective, yeah. I, like. If I'm a player and I'm going to cheat or I'm going to pay for a tool for a cheat yeah. and I know in my heart it's not hurting anybody else, mm-hmm. I have a really hard time accepting criticism for that behavior, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, but, but then even if it does ruin the leaderboards for everybody. Right. Like, well, also, you, if, you, if you see a score that's like 5,672 or whatever and you oh, know yeah, that's sure. unattainable, yeah. most right. people got 99, like <laughs> – you know that's fake. You, you just don't, don't always count it. know. Like, yeah, you don't always know. They're not. They're also not always that specific. But like, yeah. as far as you're concerned, if it's something like that, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and we're not talking about that. Because right? I, I, yeah, I guess I remember like in the 360, like people would cheat on leaderboards all the time, and they'd have ridiculous scores. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they would do it usually through just like the sort of speedrun style exploits. Yeah. Right? Well, no, not sometimes it would just be cheats, and you could tell. Okay. Um. I mean, not all the time, but a lot of times you could just tell. And then you're just like, well, okay, I just won't count that Yeah. Um, as as a thing I'm going for. I don't yeah. really care too much for leaderboards, frankly, anyways, because that's too much effort. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but- like, for example, though, I mean, for, and then this is, this is not for me defending my $60, like, mm-hmm. um, I, I spent that money, I'll own that. Yeah. Um, I got some really cool looking horses, y'all. Sure. And they went fast on, on the tiny screen. Uh-huh. Um, She's reevaluating it in real time. <laughs> but like, so I spent actual money there. Yeah. Yeah. And I could, you know, maybe I went instead, someone else went out there and went to this website and. So they cheated you is what you're saying. Well, it's the, is that, is that. A, it does make you feel bad it, a little bit. I don't really care. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> Um, but theoretically, it could potentially make someone. Well, I don't know. Is it a dynamic that people should care about? Oh, that's yeah. rough because the paying is part of the game mechanics. Yeah, right. And so it's a real. I mean, this is already like you know a slow boat to hell. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean that in that one game, like in that particular example, mm-hmm. um, spending currency, the in-game currency that you can buy with real money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you spend the in-game currency that you can that you can buy with real money, but you don't have to buy with real money, then it allows you to accelerate the 
um, progression and the progression of your stable of racers. Yeah. Okay. Right. Which then enables you to get other in-game currency, which you can buy on items, which helps you accelerate further. Right. right. So yeah. if you're spending the if you're spending the currency that you can buy with real money, then you are definitely speeding up your gameplay right. experience, which is the whole thing. Like if you don't spend any real money on that currency, then it then just takes forever for you to get anywhere. Excruciatingly slow. Yes. Which is part right. of the design. Part of the. That's part how. Of the design. Right. And the difference between like you know the the item duplication glitches in Zelda mm-hmm. is that the the designers want you to spend all that time. Yes. Whereas the designers of a of a free to play game want you to not want to spend right. that time. Right. They yeah. the the it it is tuned for you to spend money. Right. Right. right? It feels like a nice rate of progression when you are spending some cash. Right. So uh, so p- paying a third party for a a glitch that'll let you. Uh, skip all of that for much less money is less is less of a cheat than using the item duplication glitch in Zelda. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like again, if you're in Zelda and it's a single player experience, like I'd have a really difficult time like caring if someone. I mean, it depends. I, I don't know if you're like speed running something or you're. I, yeah. I don't know. It gets actually gets much more complicated than I thought the staff would be. Yeah, I kind of yeah, yeah. think that it's morally way worse that that kind of a market exists where some you can pay somebody to help you basically beat a game that is intended by the developers to not be beatable beatable oh yeah there's no one's no one's no, 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 on a high no, horse I, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 no but <laughs> I, I guess like to me a high that... horse with a funny name <laughs> like, <laughs> yes like, yeah um but i i guess to me like the fact that that exists makes that form of cheating worse than the zelda stuff isn't i mean doesn't didn't you describe that as or one of you described that as robin hood Right. I, I did. I mentioned yeah. it kind of tongue in cheek a moment ago. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's. I mean, it kind of. It's just the fact that it exists. Like, I don't think that the people who yeah, are creating yeah. the cheats. It's 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 further damning the whole game, the whole yes. uh, economy of the right. System. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And so, as a result, I guess like which is not the fault of that specific developer because they themselves are also in a market where they have to make their well, games yeah. like that in order to survive. And yeah. Blah, yeah. Blah blah blah. It's all. Yeah, yeah. You it's, know. it's just not great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I guess, but like, I don't know. That's kind of weird to like rank cheating. <laughs> it is, well, I yeah. guess it's not that weird. Like, you, you know, your example where your sister cheats at Monopoly, right? Like, I guess nobody was harmed, but I'd be I'd be frustrated. But like, nobody was harmed, right? So that's theoretically. Well, what they didn't still, know it hurt still working through. Yeah, it, I guess that's still working through it in therapy, but. <laughs> and that's but that's expensive. like relatively mild. You 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 allowing your nephew to win in Mario Kart. That's. You know, you did that because you were trying to help me. I did that because I knew Eric wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> An amendment to the story. That's fun to know. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't. <laughs> anyway. Well, it was a, but, like, those are, like, mild cases of cheating, right? Like, yeah. it, it, in terms of, like, the whole moral harm that it could do, it does this, this, little this, to none. This topic does uh, suffer mm-hmm. from us taking games too seriously. Yeah. Right, which mm. is that's that that doesn't mean we should take them less seriously. Sure, but it does it it takes us out of the proper frame of like of, of sort of moral correctness. Yeah, and then when we talk about free to play games, it's everything is mixed up a little bit. Yeah, um, and then when it comes down to like, well, are you hurting anybody? Are you making the experience worse? But then also, if you beat them in a game, are you also not ruining their day? So like, you know, it, it's what yeah. what is what is what is okay versus not okay, and then what responsibility is it of the player to maintain the rules of somebody else's game? Yeah, versus their own. Right, you know, I guess that's what it, that's why I felt weird to like rank them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very it's difficult. It's yeah. all contextual. Right.
All right. Um, it's been a while since we've done this, but I'm asking you to send the podcast to a friend. Let them know that Nice Games Club exists. We're a cool podcast. We have a lot of episodes. And uh, I think your friends will enjoy listening to the episode. Yeah, we, we ask people to join our Discord, mm-hmm. to give us some money. We ask people to do things sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but we rarely ask them to, to spread the word. Right. When our own data suggests that's the best way for the show to grow. Yeah. And um, it can also be a way for you to make a closer game dev friend. Mm-hmm. Bond mm-hmm. over the show, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of reasons. But... <laughs> I mean, we are a cool podcast, so. Um, yeah, we're the best. Mm-hmm. We're also a resource, right? We've got a lot of and uh, a lot of cool episodes with a lot of cool people we've talked to about plenty of things. So many cool people. So, like, there's all there's definitely going to be something that your friend is interested. in. Yeah, go ahead and just tell them, hey, nice games club, great show. I mm-hmm. listen to it; it's fun. Yeah. But also, maybe think about a recent episode, and and think, oh, that my friend would be interested in that topic. Yeah. And then give them that, and then like it's up to them to decide whether you don't need to advertise for us. Yeah. We're just asking. So they like help your friend out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got something that might they might benefit from yeah. uh, hearing about because Give them something new. Yeah, because I think the show is eclectic enough that I think that we don't really have a average listener. Yeah, like you, all of you have a different experience and background and interests. Right. And what that means is we miss a lot of people. We we just have to. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it has to be true. Yeah. That there are people out there who would enjoy an episode or two and might even stick around for more Mm -hmm. Um, and the best way to get those people that information is you Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) that's good all right cool we are once again asking for your support (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's another wrinkle okay good one more (laughs) so some of these um some of these shops that are, you know, hacking games and then selling cheats mm-hmm. are connected to organized crime. Yeah. Oh. So what if you're buying a cheat and in doing so you're helping to fund a human trafficking operation? And that, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much research you did into this, mm. but a lot of that is because products that don't sell on an open market yeah. tend to, it's not that this is the type of thing that organized criminals love. Right. It's that this is the kind of thing they can sell because right. it's not something you'd want to, you would be embarrassed to advertise it, even if it wasn't illegal. And I don't think it is, but it's mm-hmm. not something you would be like really excited to sell on itch or whatever. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know. I, I'm not sure if there are actually any confirmed, I should say that right now and yeah. like still a fresh in our minds. I'm not sure if there are any cases where like these cheat shops have been connected to like human trafficking. And how rings. much of that is like the culture of it in terms of like they wear sunglasses to look cool? Is, like how much is it really like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you know. There was like one story from a couple of years ago about a shop that was selling cheats and they made enough money to buy a whole like garage of supercars. And it's like... <laughs> uh. And then uh, okay. some of them and went, then they all formed a family and, <laughs> went, and went on spy missions. <laughs> and and eleven movies later, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they'll do that in the remake. Yeah, um, when they start remaking yeah, yeah, yeah. the series at the first movie, right after the twelfth movie comes out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yep, yep. Well, it, there is some sense to it. I mean, sort of going against what I was saying earlier, like the, like software exploits are tend to be the purview of of criminals and Mm. so in in a lot of ways like Mm -hmm. black black hat hackers and so uh, games are some of the most secured pieces of online infrastructure in the world Mm -hmm. um weirdly and so it that (laughs) might that might be a little bit why that's connected as well is that's that's the people who can do that work Mm. well there's a lot of demand and therefore there's a lot of there's there's going to be a supply 
Yeah. You know, and, and people um, put a lot of stock on their ranking in League of Legends or whatever it is. It's totally too. wild, right? Yeah. It's uh yeah. it's a lot. Well, there's yeah. a there's a Twitter thread going around right now which is like what is your most actual controversial game dev opinion? Uh-huh. And a bunch of people were like AAA is too expensive. It's like never went yeah. <laughs> Controversial guys. I know, I know. Well, I that's hate, what that's what happens those with these tweets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, you can't I mean, I'm sure we're all guilty of having a not controversial thought when yeah. those things come up. But mine was like leaderboards are morally wrong. I mm. saw that from you. Yeah, and yeah. It, because I like people care about that because it's put on a wall, and for other people to be happy about, and to, for people to compete over. Like oh. you, I mean, a game could be cutthroat, but then once it's over, game is over, man. Like it's weird that we keep track. I is it? Yeah, it's oh, really weird. It's, weird. it's really weird to, that we keep from track. game to I game. Know. I can see that. Yeah. Now I want to make like an anti leaderboard, a game with like an anti leaderboard that just like picks yeah. a random stat every random game and just says this is the board and it puts like you know that's that's literally uh, how I designed Metro Nexus. Yeah. Yep. It, it gives you a ton of information and then it's gone. Yeah, and it doesn't tell you what to care about most. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it gives you no framework. It's up to you. That's something way. I do like about Metro Nexus. Yeah. Is yeah. like you just are the one who decides the victory condition. Yep. Yep. And my and victory and because, condition was and every. And because you don't agree with the person next to you, mm-hmm. you cannot fight over it. You disagree. You, well, that's disagree. not true. <laughs> well, you fight over it in a way that is interesting. Yeah. And not, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It, it doesn't. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, I guess we're a little bit off topic, but yeah. like, I think it does. It doesn't motivate you to cheat because you don't get anything out of it. Well, I I don't Still disagree. But like, okay. I can cheat to win a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and fun, that will happen. Mm-hmm. But like, if I become a cheater, like that's that's my like that seems to be only someone who was interested in like the continuing um, uh, rewards of that. And sure. if, and if there just isn't that much reward, I honestly I don't think that the reward like. The rewards aren't necessarily you get a higher score on the leaderboards, or you get silver rank instead of bronze rank in League of Legends or whatever it is. I think a lot sometimes the reward is just you mess with other players and you thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Like honestly, I don't think it's I don't right. think it's like a leaderboard. The Twitch thing. example you gave yeah. is a yeah. totally different thing. That is, I mean, that is right. essentially in just the, harassment. Even, in an even worse situation, well, I don't know if it's worse necessarily, but there's this there's, there's stream sniping where like you know a streamer will just be playing a game online and then people will see that and they'll like follow that streamer, like watch their stream and try to just focus on killing them the whole time mm-hmm. which ruins the experience for everybody else who's watching the stream and it's and it's only you the only person who's getting satisfaction out of that is that one person yeah like that i guess i'm yeah. saying that's worse because like more people yeah, are affected yeah, yeah. theoretically so there are, but, i mean there are other goals and and rewards available to people yeah but i i still think the principal one is is being rewarded in the game like that's sure. still i mean i mean, it does, I, mean I think it is a fact streaming was a mistake <laughs> Gamers are a mistake. Games are a mistake. <laughs> all right, we can yeah. we can, can turtles all the way down. Sure, but, this is the last episode of the podcast. I know, I know. <laughs> but but I I do think that like a big part of it and what has led to a lot of the rest of it and what makes all that in is because we care about that stuff. I I think that is a factor. Yeah. I just don't think it's the main factor. Mm. That's all. I but mean, I, I I mean I agree. I think that like you know having those rankings and stuff encourage yeah. people, especially if you get like like like. A bunch uh, additional awards aside from just like you're number one on this random little leaderboard that nobody cares about. But, yeah. but you know, like the 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 also the tier you're in, right? It's yes because when you have uh, millions of players, yeah. the top ten is such rarefied air mm-hmm. that it's not that, like you can't motivate people to be top ten because yeah. it's impossible. Right. So you give them rankings, you give yeah. them tiers, you, yes. you give them things just out of reach mm-hmm. to strive for to make right. them care, right. and that keeps them engaged in playing. Right. And again, yes. I, think that's are, a, I think that's a, that's a dangerous cycle. There are mm. ten grades of horses. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got but you're also right seven. that getting rid of all of that, mm-hmm. I mean, it's too late now. There's other there's other <laughs> other things that I think are I think are built on the on the 
the culture that we've built around that. Mm. Um, and but it, you get rid of that, it won't solve it because there's now there are now other avenues of reward for for cheating and griefing and harassment. There yeah. are, um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I think there are always. I think that there's a lot to be done in terms of design yeah. to um, to preempt the problem. But ultimately, yes. the re- the reason that people cheat is the reason the same reason that people play games to begin with, and that's just like giving dopamine to the monkey brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like it's the that's same. the turtle at the bottom. That's, yeah, that's the bottom turtle. Monkey brain <laughs> yep. needs dopamine. Got to stop that needs one. That's some the tur- neurotransmitters. <laughs> Turtles yeah. all the way down, and then one monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think if you, if you, we, you, if for some, like the industry is wildly swings to a place where there's just not a ton of like leaderboard-esque mechanics yeah. mm. and everyone retrains their brain to get that dopamine hit off of something else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no one's, I mean, I'm fully cognizant that I'm never going to win this argument, mm. right. but, <laughs> but, but you offer a way through it, which is that give you other things. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And there are lots of games that have other things. Well, um, mm. you know, the, the the sort of, I mean, I think a game like Fall Guys, which does, is a, a, a battle royale, the last one wins. Yeah. But that is not really what people play it for all the time. It, they, a mm. lot, there's other rewards in that game, mm-hmm. which is just a fun moment where you knock one person off the side of a thing in the middle of a match. Like right. that is really, really that people remember that more than they do remember getting number one. Yeah. Um, and then, so, and there's just so much more to experience like that, even though it's very much traditionally framed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, like, it's not, you don't have to get rid of the desire yeah. to be first. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Know? And I don't think I'm not arguing that you're arguing that. And I also <laughs> am not arguing that I, that leaderboards, not having leaderboards wouldn't help the problem. All right, because mm-hmm. I think it would help in some in in a lot of instances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that like in that situation, specifically with Fall Guys, um, my brother really likes Fall Guys for some reason. I can't stand that game; it's not very fun. <laughs> I like how every time you bring him up, you're like, he does a thing for some reason. He's it's just so an weird. enigma. <laughs> I don't understand. Professional enigma, Charles McGregor. <laughs> Um, but anyways, he likes that game, but he he very much dislikes it when people are actively just like trying to grab you and preventing you from going forward. I guess uh-huh. he calls that griefing. To me, it's that like, sounds like gameplay to me. That's what I'm saying. It's just the game, <laughs> and so I find that I find that odd because that's part of the reason why I stopped playing it. Yeah, is because well, it, I don't know. I don't like the way that you move and stuff. But also, it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> stop playing because it i didn't like it right but also i mean but that was like it just seemed like that was part of the game so if somebody is like messing around and yeah. grabbing people and stuff the game encourages that in a way that i don't necessarily think is problematic mm-hmm. um because well, if, like, you're, people... if you're someone who's really interested in like fair play yes then that can be very frustrating right but I, what i mean the defense home and i've not played a lot of fall guys sure. so like maybe i'm you know i'm just throwing this out of the wind mm-hmm. but like when when you and this is a rubber banding and Mario Kart, all yeah. sorts of things where like if you can lose for a dumb reason, yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, but I think it is you know. But then you do have you do have to let go of the thing. Like if only this were not, I wasn't randomly yeah jostled next to this person who did a thing that didn't even help them that much. You right. Know? Exactly. Like, it just slows if, them. If down. you're frustrated by that, it's because you care too much about being number one. Yes. And like Fall Guys to me does not even doesn't even encourage that too much. Like you want to get crowns, I guess, and get first place. Yeah. But like the game just allows you to play it, and it's like a playful attitude. Yeah. And it's not very serious. Right. Some of it is stylistic. Yeah. And I, I think it can be very 
that does go a long way, which yes. is a little sad because that shouldn't be required. Like mm. goofiness should not be required. Yeah. And I mean, Fortnite is goofy and people are still monsters in that game. Yeah. So it's not also a, a thing that guarantees you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people playing fair or playing nice. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. I think I'm glad we talked about that because I think it's kind of a part of the last the last bold line I have. How bad is it? And do all devs have to worry about it? And I think the answer is no. All devs don't necessarily have to worry about it to equal amounts because yeah. the designing of your game may not be really lend itself to the kind of cheating we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. Or the type of cheating that is rampant or that causes lots of drama. Mm-hmm. Um, so Erdato did a survey in 2018. Uh, I got this these statistics from a Forbes article. Um, and Ardato, Ar- I'm not sure if I'm spe- pronouncing their name correctly, but they're like a they're an, they're an anti cheat service. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so their their survey with self reported data was that 37 percent of ja- gamers confessed to cheating at some point. That was three percent cheat always, nine percent cheat often, thirteen sometimes. Wait, how many always? Three. Okay. Three percent always. Usually, I think usually it makes more sense to go the other way. Twelve percent rarely. Mm-hmm. This is thirteen percent sometimes, nine percent mm-hmm. often, and three percent always. Is this in games that uh, this surface is included multiplayer in games? I mean, yeah, I didn't look into that. Yeah, the, I think that this is. Um, I mean, not to completely dismiss it, but this is a company selling a service based yeah, on yeah, this yeah, number sure. being yeah. on. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, they're probably. Yeah, and you can look yeah. into it. We'll link to it. In well, the it's probably more spin it. than it is lies, right? It's it's like yeah. these are probably the real numbers, but they're spinning it in a way that makes their service seem invaluable. Yeah. So it's it's, yeah. it's still it's still not you still take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends. You know, th- those numbers become really different if you include only like Counter Strike or whatever. Yeah. Right. And in Fortnite, and and really different if you're like, did you ever cheat at Carcassonne? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is no. I barely know how to play. I've played it for like four times, and I still don't get it. <laughs> Um, so how would I cheat? <laughs> Not get out of me with, I'm on my way with that clipboard. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but the bigger the player base, the more interest from cheaters, and the greater the profit potential for hackers and cheat providers. Yep. Right. So the bigger that the secondary market is going to be. Yeah. Um, which kind of sucks because, like, if you're an indie, you want to have a big hit, but then you also now have this potential problem that you have to deal with. Yeah. Which is potentially really expensive. Like some of the talks that I was looking at, like people put huge amounts of their time yeah. for the, you know, not when the game is launched at that point a ton of resources becomes more like diverted and focused on preventing cheating and also a good chunk of the resources that are spent developing a game in the first place right y'all are you're gonna put the gamers on blast here y'all are complaining about games taking too long to come out stop cheating and they won't have to spend as much time developing the anti-cheat stuff in yeah. development and yeah. they can focus on getting the content out i mean woe is any indie developer who like wants to make a first person shooter because yeah. mm-hmm. if the, it, like it, it's a it, it if the problem if the game is big enough then it becomes a problem you could be like well it's not a bad problem to have but then you spend all your time dealing with it mm-hmm. and if you falter your your audience will crater yeah. yeah. Right. Because, and you kind of can't blame them. Right. 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 Because the, you know, whatever narrative you want to put around cheating, I'm not going to argue with that. Like, I'm, that's not something I really, really want to dig into right now. We did it a little bit earlier about like, okay, how how valid is the Robin Hood narrative? Mm-hmm. But if you look at it from the the perspective of other players, they expect a certain experience that's what they paid for and that's why they're participating and if you aren't abiding by the same rules that they are then they're not getting what they expected yeah, and it's a reasonable expectation yeah. that the systems are in place so that other people will play by the rules yeah. Yeah. you kind of can't as much as it would as much as we all love everything to be curling mm. you kind of can't trust other players 
to to not take an opportunity to cheat if it's available. Yeah, to you, yeah, right? yeah. It's certainly not based on the percentages reported by your data. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like uh, some of the other. Uh, resources that I was looking into, I think there was one quote, I think it was from the Daisy talk, even just having a leaderboard is enough to make people seek out cheats. Yeah. For some people, even just having the ability to yeah. rank higher than another person is enough for them to and you can, and it break the rules. And it's it's like human nature too. It's mm-hmm. not someone being like, well, I'm going to cheat and I and like, because I'm like evil and don't really care about fairness. <laughs> right, yeah. Like they will justify it to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and either because they don't think it's that big a deal or because they think that they earn, they, they, it's like, if it weren't for all these other things, complaints that are imagined or real, yeah. I would rank. So I'm going to like solve that myself. Yep. If the devs weren't so lazy, they would have patched this hole. It, right. Oh, exactly. Lord. Like that, <laughs> Oh, I get so angry. I got Steven going. Developers are lazy. I cannot stand it. Yep. Woo. Anyway. So, I mean, but yeah, some people even cheat when you're, they're playing games with their friends, whether mm. it's in good fun or, or just like because yeah. they're psychopaths. I don't know. <laughs> um, but. I get in board games, I get very paranoid that I'm following the rules right. Because oh, yeah. I, because I could, because one, I like, I, I love to read all the rules. I like to walk through it. I'm very much a table talk person. Yeah. And that slows things down. And I think it annoys people. So I get very nervous mm. if I'm going to be like, if I messed up a count because I try, I, I was trying to respect everybody's time and move, just move sure. things along. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, but now I'm cheating. But now if I say anything about it, I try to fix it. Like it's now wasting people's time again. Mm. <laughs> I get so oh, paranoid no. about it. It's the very, feels very Minnesotan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't cheat at games. Intentionally. Officer. I'm not cheating at games. I'll walk a line if you need me to. Um, but because mo- I just don't care about winning. I really just care about like the experience of learning the game and playing it and yeah. trying to get better at it compared to myself. Um, yeah. And sometimes other players provide metrics by which I can measure my own progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but when playing around a table, like I almost never win board games because I'm just like spacing out and looking at, you know, I'm having fun with other people. Mm-hmm. And it takes me a couple times to learn how to play a game where I can actually be competitive at it. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy like playing with people who have different play styles. Like yeah. Eric, Eric, for example, this will not surprise you. You've played enough with him that you, you know, you probably get this. He loves understanding the rules at a deep level and then mm. finding the weird twist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so he also likes really getting into the rules because he wants to understand them at a you know the in a very highly precise way. Yeah. So that he can be like, well, wait a second, it didn't <laughs> say you couldn't. Blah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's fun sometimes. <laughs> As someone else playing very at the diplomatically table. said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's backfired on him too because like so you you do that in something like Small World, and all of a sudden all the other players are like, haha, that's funny. We're gonna gang up on you. Yeah. Doesn't say we can't. <laughs> And he's like, "Why are you doing that? I'm just trying to play the win." And I'm like, well, "Sorry." Oh, also, sometimes like the the second most obvious strategy is the best one, and yeah. you're you're looking for the fifth most obvious strategy yeah. to, yeah. Out, to outfox everybody, yeah, and then exactly. you're just getting trounced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. you're just being trying to be too clever. Mm. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, so I I don't know. I think for us who are not, you know, for us three, we're not making AAA games. Yeah. Um, there's a whole different wrinkle in the games that I make in terms of like getting credit for learning completion in like oh yeah job. that's a motivation oh, to cheat for sure right. yeah especially if you have like contempt for the adjudicator which is pretty common for 
like you know uh, workplace or yeah. Uh, yeah. vocational games right yeah. people would be like well i know i have that or this. like i already know this stuff you know yeah. and you to be fair like a lot of online training is really garbage and mm. people probably do know that stuff and right. sometimes it's just legally required for you to take the same stupid thing every year mm-hmm. and so you know you really do know that stuff you're yeah. just legally required to certify again that you do mm-hmm. um we have anti-cheat stuff in our platform mm-hmm. that i will not talk about <laughs> <laughs> so ellen um we've talked a lot uh and we're done now right yeah this, well, this is it we've, we've covered the topic completely mark there's a lot more <laughs> <No>. <laughs> ellen you promised <laughs> i we 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 talked a lot, <laughs> That's a lot of that was supposed stuff. to solve the problem <laughs> I, we talked a lot more about these three uh, these three sub headings than i thought we would yeah mm-hmm. yeah we well, talked way more than I thought we would. It's not we have. Ellen didn't count two. on us being as interesting as we are. Yeah, Three, it's more. our own faults, really. <laughs> we, have, we have four more. Sub- we show no evidence of it prior. <laughs> right. Glam- can't blame her for assuming. <laughs> okay. Well, what are we gonna do about it? Uh, I guess we do a part three. Oh. Ooh, stay tuned, folks. Part three coming soon. Well, I mean, why not? We All record right. every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> True. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Mark, I wasn't yelling. Can you give Can you give listeners a little tease, maybe? Sure, sure. Okay, I've got some. I've got some keywords here. Okay. Obfuscation. Oh, there's one for you. Okay, Check that out. That's a big word. Vacnet. What? Yep. Okay. Vacnet. All Overwatch. Right. That's just a game. Ah, is it? Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes. But... <laughs> okay, mystery live. Keep mystery live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paranoia. Okay. All right. What do you mean by that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> oh no. Evolutionary. What? Okay, okay. that's good this is a Big word. This is like uh, when you'd say like next time on Mad Men. Yeah. That? <laughs> <laughs> like AMC was like, all right, guys, we contractually, we need to tease the next episode. Like, we don't want to tell them anything. Just give us a trailer. It doesn't have to say a lot. And it's just like... <laughs> It's just a bunch of words. <laughs> I told you, it'd be just a bunch but, of words. But it is it works. It want, it makes you want to watch the next episode. <laughs> and hopefully that's doing the same for you, listener. Uh, we'll get back to this in a future episode. Coming up real soon, right? Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> you also have a topic? I do have a topic. Think we can do it this time? <laughs> Solve cheating? No. Do you think... Oh. <laughs> We're can we g- can we stop talking about it? Maybe? Yeah, can we be- can we get that far? <laughs> can we be done after this one? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, it's up so to Ellen. This is an odyssey. No, it is up to all of us. This is a team. <sighs> it's a team. This is a cooperative. I know it's hard for you, Stephen. Uh, this is a cooperative endeavor. Oh, is it? Okay. Okay. Now right. I need I need like the voice of uh, Major Barrett Roddenberry saying previously on Nice Games Club. Previously on Nice Games Club. <laughs> and now the conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, maybe you can edit this one and get that in there. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we've talked about this twice before now mm-hmm. in the recent past. Uh, we started with uh, what is cheating? And I posed some difficult questions to you all mm-hmm. and made us talk a lot. Yep. Um, and then we talked about, okay, what does cheating look like in today's games? You know, 
it's one thing to talk about cheating in poker um, or blackjack, um, but completely different to talk about something like cheating in vengeance or in, you know, Counter-Strike Go. Mm. We, we wanted to end on, okay, how do you address it? How do you prevent it? We touched a little bit on that. How do you prevent it from a design perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we, what we talked about last time in a nutshell was if you're doing competitive games, you aren't going to be able to prevent cheating. There's going to be some degree of cheating. If you don't want to deal with cheating, don't make it competitive. <laughs> right. Like, can you design it away? And it's like, maybe, but it's sort of endemic to the genre. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely probably there's probably some things you can do yeah. from a design perspective to make it harder to cheat, make it less appealing to cheat, and so on and so forth. Um, but if you want to get rid of it entirely, you've got to just let that kind of dynamic go i think now i definitely want people to fight us on this yeah Um, well i mean i'll say the where i came down with is that you can make a competitive game that's highly competitive but as soon as you make the second round as soon as you start tracking right so i i think that you can still make games that are fiercely competitive yeah Mm -hmm. and not encourage cheating yeah but it does mean you do have to give up some things about the culture around these games. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah we kind of went around the horn on it for a good while because it is so – it's it's a big topic, and I think we struggled to encompass it. Yeah. Right? It's huge. Yeah. Um, but today, I think we're going to talk a little bit more about the sort of actual real-world solutions that have been employed by others, which Ellen has done a lot of research on. Yeah, I've done I've done some research on it. I don't know about a lot, but I've done some. <laughs> uh, I watched lots of YouTube videos, which I will link. Okay. And I did some reading, which I will link. Okay. Um, and there definitely were two videos from GDC, from GDCs of yesteryear, mm-hmm. um, and yester, yester, yesteryear, uh, <laughs> that were still really interesting and still are kind of playing out today. So um, the first thing I'm going to talk about a little bit is... I'll get to some things that are more specifically from those videos in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But the first thing I want to talk about, just because I think it's more, like, it's, it's fundamental, um, and this did come up in all the videos, and so you can watch and watch those videos and read those links to get a little bit more about this. But I, I feel like I'm very ill-equipped to talk about these things, which is why I wanted to start with them, because we might not say a lot about them. <laughs> um, but maybe you guys will have a, maybe you guys can kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah. And this is about architecture, right? So, um the things I was seeing are like when it comes to architecture uh, and how you can think about architecture as a way of preventing high tech tech cheating, right? Um, Is client side versus server side processes, Mm -hmm. um, obfuscation, which I want to talk about because I don't really understand exactly what that means. I have an idea. And then I didn't really see much about this, but encryption. So um, from client side versus server side processes, from what I understand, Basically, if you're, you know, you're you're running a game, you got to have a server or something and your client side, your players, your their machines are talking to your server and everything's getting synced up and so on and so forth. And there are some ways that um, you can architect things that make your game, which is playing out in those multiple locations, more vulnerable to hacks and cheats. Um, but I don't really know how to nail it down more than that. Okay. Do you guys? Uh, I mean, a little bit. Okay. It, it's it's a what's the source of truth? Yeah. Right. When yeah. it comes to what, the, so a lot of a lot of ways that people cheat in these types of games are they automate uh, processes, right? Yeah. Like aimbots and stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep. And and when everything is validated on the client side with the actual on, on the user's computer, and then the result is sent to be synced 
with the server and other clients, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then there's essentially no way to validate, you know, to know if, you know, what's been done, right? Because uh-huh. the user has full control of their computer. Yeah. Um, and the ways that some anti-cheat things have been done in the past is to try to take control of the user's computer. Yeah. And that's been controversial. Mm-hmm. But the other ways is to sort of move some of that val- validation to the server and limiting what the player is able to, how the player, the client is able to communicate. And that's where it's past my understanding yeah. um, because it's like, I don't know how that, pos- how's that possible? You have to do a lot of like predictive checking. Like it's, you can, no one can move that fast. No one can well, aim that fast. You, have, right? you do a little bit of predictive checking in general to do certain um, online right, just games. To, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that's, so that's necessary anyways. So like you can kind of use that, uh, to to pre- I suppose as a result you can use that to also uh, prevent cheating from happening. But I, I imagine that's not the whole intent as to why they're building the system in that way. Yeah, maybe you could set thresholds like because yeah. you have to predict mm-hmm. the next frame anyway. Yes. So if it's so far off from that, you can maybe have a threshold between like unexpected behavior versus impossible behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they do this predictive stuff to 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 make it clear that the player has done something that they were supposed to do because like they take some time to, um, for the, the client to send something to the server, the server to send it back as a result. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, for instance, uh, I remember reading like a, a, an article on Valorant or something where they were describing how they put the process in. If you shoot somebody um, and on your end, it looks like you're going to get a headshot, but on the server side, um, it takes a while before the server gets that information and stuff. And so like it, by that time, the other client, maybe they move their head. And so they don't get a headshot or something at that point. Mm -hmm. They've changed it so that they've done some finagling. I don't remember the exact details where they will say, you get a headshot and it will just, the server will accept that and just send that information to the other client instead. Um, Then I think they do Hmm. some prediction stuff. So like it biases the offensive action. So not, not just a, like, it sounds like it's, gameplay uh, contextual yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, i don't remember if it was specifically like the person who does the shooting gets the advantage all the time or whatever but it it was something kind of like that this was a while ago when i read this article uh Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's so they like effectively they could do that kind of stuff where like if somebody is i suppose because they have a little bit of that information as to how people are shooting you can kind of tell that somebody is using an aimbot Mm -hmm. um Theoretically, somebody could design an aimbot that like barely skirts the edge of that. We'll get to but, that. Yeah, yeah. The, but yeah. that's as a result. Like that's why people don't tell. That's why a lot of developers don't tell the specifics on how games, how like all of that stuff works, because yeah. uh, people can will abuse that exactly once, if they know how to. How yeah. It works. yeah, the knowledge has to be secret. It's one yeah. of the, that's one of the things that makes us a little bit difficult to talk about in mm. details because all this information is actually quite yeah closely guarded. Yes. Um, because there's this evolutionary arms race essentially between Mm. cheaters and developers yeah and you know there's like wacky levels of like spying on forums and things to figure it's it's bizarre it's like a whole another layer of gaming yeah Yeah. like over the game it's weird i mean this is proper intelligence operation yeah i was gonna say yeah yeah which is just like so sad (laughs) it's yeah i'm sorry to the people who do that work because i'm sure it feels important to them but it's just depressing. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, like, if I if I take if I take the morality out of the equation and, and think of it only like an like anthropologist or something, well, it's yeah, very yeah. fascinating. Um, but uh, yeah, I could see how this. I could see how this would be really interesting at, from a like yeah. professional perspective. Right, because it's not just fascinating; it's innovative. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, and and, mul- and mul- across disciplinary as well. Yeah. Across, so it yeah. must be really engaging to do that kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad there are people out there doing it because um, it, it means like those people have brains. Like, some serious, <laughs> some serious brains. Yeah. Uh, I, one other thing that came up in my research was obfuscation, mm-hmm. um, which I, it, it definitely felt like a term that would be bolded if it were in a textbook. <laughs> um but I guess to me, with an English major, not a computer science major, basically it means like don't name things super obvious. I don't know. That's what, pretty much what it means. Yeah, yeah, make it hard for you to make it hard for hackers um, to cheaters to figure out how your system works. Right. Yes. And so that they can't exploit it. Yeah. It's a classic yeah. thing that JavaScript developers know very well because JavaScript is uh, compiled on the client side, and so for the most part. <laughs> The user will get to see the code, yeah. And so, um, a lot of, especially for games, um, uh, for like browser games, where the cheating isn't necessarily as existential as it is for some other types of games, yeah, yeah. But, um, but also things like um, uh, advertising display networks and stuff that you don't really want people poking around in, in the grand tradition of view source, right? Which is a <laughs> that is a tenet of the internet, and mm-hmm. yet people have been trying mm-hmm. to get around it forever. Mm. Um, and one of the things they do is they put to it the entire the script on one line. Yep. No white space. Everything, all the variables are given randomized uh, uh, names. And uh, functions are basically rerun through a compiler so that they do the same thing but in the most convoluted way. Oh. And mm. you just run that program three or four times yeah. on your script. And then you essentially have unreadable garbage that does exactly what you intended it to. Mm-hmm. So it just makes it very difficult. Now, there are re- you know reverse ways yeah. to sort of try to derive some meaning out of that. Right, right. But the more you do that and the more complicated your obfuscation is, the more skill it takes to undo it. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. all just, you know, uh, building a better mousetrap. And it's, again, sad. <laughs> <laughs> or fascinating. Yeah, right. Sad or fascinating. <laughs> put, your, put your Spock hat on. Yeah. It's the new Nice Games Club game. <laughs> sad or fascinating. Sad or fascinating. That's not, that's going to come up in Mark's segment. <laughs> Um, so I didn't see much about this, and maybe that's because it just doesn't apply. But like encryption, I don't know. If that's if that's the thing. Probably not for anti-cheating. I mean, I don't know. you can send false. I mean, you can. It's not just about like having an extra program that's like an aimbot. Mm-hmm. You could try to basically send bogus values to the server. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and so that could be maybe trying to uh, encrypt communication to make sure that it's validated that way. Yeah, um, there's probably a little bit of that going on. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so that's kind of the more architectural stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we got to the stuff that's really cool. So <laughs> um, there is, if if you're only going to take away, like, if you're going to look at one of the resources that we'll link in the show notes, you should definitely watch this video from uh, GDC 2018, right. the before times. It right. feels like ancient history. But this is the yesterday year. The yesterday yester year. Yes, and this is a uh, a. Um, talk from someone at Valve, mm-hmm. and they're talking about um, how they were using deep learning as an anti-cheat, you know, to deal with cheating um, in Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Okay, and this is this talk has probably been viewed a lot, so it might be possible that like, people who are listening have already seen it. Mm-hmm. 
probably worth another listen or another watch. Um, it's really super good. And they're, they're vague enough in the details be- because, you know, it was newer tech at the time. They're not trying to reveal all the secrets because they yeah. want to stay ahead of the competition. But I think that that kind of the high level nature of it is really helpful even because it makes it something that I think is still useful to watch today. Uh, and I think they're still, they're still using, um, a system that was based on what they started in 2018 mm-hmm. for um, things that they're doing in like Counter Strike Two. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, okay. So Valve has Trust Factor. Are you familiar with Trust Factor? No. That's the, that's the band that that plays at company parties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, maybe it's called something else now, but at this time, and explain it in the thing. It's not a band. That would be cool, actually. Um, you would totally listen to a band called Trust Factor. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that totally sounds me, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to ask Dolly to make up a fake poster and yeah. send it to you. Okay. Um, That's a band that has a bassist and then someone who plays a bass synthesizer. Yes. Right? Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like just two people. Well, there's other people too, but I'm just... <laughs> but for sure, it's got those people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Trust Factor looks at... The players, a player's band account. So they're looking at a Valve account, okay. and they are looking at all the band accounts across all games they have on Steam. Uh huh. So any games they've been banned from that are associated with that Steam account, um, that's really what it's looking for. And yeah. so you know, the more the more band accounts you have, or banned games you have on your account, then the worse your trust factor score, so on and so forth. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they combine that with uh, a system of humans called overwatch confusingly called overwatch all right um which is real players judging incidents that were submitted by other human players and by their deep learning system Mm. and so these overwatch this system of the overwatch jurors Mm -hmm. um look at these incidents and basically at like a jury say yeah this is a cheater or not do you know if this is like a core of volunteers or the people are actually paying to do this this volunteers from what i understand okay yeah i think it's volunteers um, Some concerns with that, but it's, let's definitely talk about that in a second. Yep. I'm going to explain a little bit more about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so Overwatch is a system of real players being jurors. Yep. Um, looking through incidents of reported or suspected cheating that were reported by real human players, and by this deep learning system called VACnet. So VAC stands for Valve Anti Cheat. And VACnet is this deep learning system that's trained on the data from Overwatch. Not the game. <laughs> yeah. The system of jurors. Right. So the Overwatch system of jurors creates a whole bunch of data that you can use to then train a deep learning model. Mm-hmm. And then that deep learning system is distributed uh-huh. um, into the game and that becomes VACnet. So it's looking at instances um, of gameplay. Yeah. And it's it's reviewing them. Basically, it's reviewing. Them. It's re- it's 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 Is reviewing. It handing them? out punishment? No. Oh, thank goodness. No, it has okay. to go. No, it has to go through Overwatch. I think for punishments to be ineffective. Now that's what the case was in 2018. That might uh, have changed. Sure. That might have changed. Okay. Yeah. Um. So at the time, VACnet was watching. You know, using its using its massive amount of data that had been trained on Mm -hmm. that was created by human jurors Mm -hmm. was looking at live gameplay and saying oh that looks weird oh that looks weird oh that looks weird and then queuing those instances into the overwatch system of jurors yeah who would then say confirm it or not and then 
get rid of it. Okay. And I which think- Which then reinforces back into the data model. Yes. Right? Which, which is a very machine learning idea. Yep. Yeah. Of that reinforcing. Yep. Yeah. It, it scales. And another one of the things that they were talking about in this video was um, it adapts, mm -hmm. right? So it, when the cheaters um, come up with new tactics- the you know they get caught by human players by vagnet they get moved back into the overwatch system of jurors and then they get put back into the training system mm -hmm. and it took you know i think they explained it, it took only like a it took a few hours to retrain the system probably takes less time today or maybe more time probably maybe comparable amount of time if they have more data who mm -hmm. knows but you know just a few hours to retrain the system mm -hmm. on updated data so it's 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 scalable and that's what they were talking about okay um so I thought that was really interesting. Um, they have a – there's been some talk about um, new updates to that system that's been – they've been using in Counter-Strike 2. And from what I can see, I don't have a – I don't have a Valve source video on this, but I did find like a YouTube video uh, game, game news coverage of this thing. And that mm -hmm. it seems like it was like – from what I could see, it seems like it was – basically saying it's just, you know cheating is suspected in this game and it just kicks everybody out no punishment like nobody loses anything nobody gains anything it's just like if it flags cheating and it's suspected then it just ends the match okay now yeah i'm really curious because i don't play this game yeah um i don't really know anybody who plays this game yeah um i i want to talk to my brother-in-law um he's in he plays a lot of destiny so I'm curious. I didn't get a chance to talk to him leading up to this episode, but I'm curious what like what Destiny does with that, um, and if they have something similar. But mm -hmm. uh, anyway, yeah. So that's that's what is going on there. Um, another video that I found from a, from GDC of yesteryears. This was actually even further back. Uh, had to do with Daisy, mm -hmm. um, and they talked a little bit about what what they found in their community and like how they were using community engagement yeah. to work against cheaters. Um, and some of the data they shared was basically like of, of the people they banned for cheating, 75% of those accounts come back and reoffend, mm -hmm. which they verified through various means. Um, but basically, yeah, like looking, if you take those kinds of stories, two stories together, basically, if you're looking at someone who has a history of cheating across their, you know, trust factor data, yeah. they're likely going to do it again. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Um, so I guess the question, you know, I'll pause here. There's other stuff to talk about. But when it comes to this kind of solution, mm -hmm. like, is even accessible for indie devs? Do we, do, do we even care? You know, like. Well, the problem it solves is one of volume. Right. Yeah. Indie devs don't always have that problem. <laughs> right. That's, yes, correct. <laughs> but they're also least equipped to handle it if That's it shows up, true. right? Yeah. Um, and, and there are solutions which serves you when you have a lot of data or can generate a lot of data mm -hmm. um, or, you know, get a lot of volunteers. Um, so, yeah, it's tricky. I don't know uh, if there's a, an analogous way to take the, the actual lessons from these tools, what they're good at, yeah. and applying them to something lower scale. Right. Um, with, you know, only a, a few thousand concurrent users ever. You yeah. Know? Um, huh. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, first of all, like, you'd need to have the resources to be able to run that kind of um, deep learning yeah. Yeah. system. But you'd also need to have the resources to create the training data, which you'd probably need a good chunk of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a it's a high cost to get started and an ongoing cost to keep running. Right. So it's also just can you afford it? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, how much is, is it looking at your player base? Is it worth that cost? I guess. Yeah, right. You right, know, right. we're talking about if people get really fed up with cheating on a Counter Strike game, we're talking millions of dollars on the line. Um, hopefully, that's a problem that the so many devs get to worry about. <laughs> Anyway, you said, um, Mark, you said you were worried about the a system based on volunteers. Yeah, there's a sort of like, you know, community moderation thing. This is, uh, social media does this. Uh, there's always places to report. Yeah. Um, and and uh, games, have had, big games have had this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And what, again, it's a solving the problem of volume. You can't get enough moderators to properly monitor the system. Right. So you develop systems by which you can make it more efficient for the human labor that's at your disposal. And some of that is by conscripting free human labor. Yes. <laughs> and I don't like that. Yeah. Um, it's one thing to have a little flag button it for the user who's playing the game and is having a tough experience. That's a, that's a method of communication. Right. That's customer service. Mm. We talked about that in the last cheating episode. Yep. But it's another thing to say, like, hey, would you like to donate some of your time to make the thing you love you know, a, a better environment for all. It's a very attractive thing for someone who treats this like a hobby, mm-hmm. but it's exploiting through free labor. So I don't, I don't love it. Yeah, I the the whole trust factor thing feels icky to me, and I don't like that it's like doing, it's getting like it's creating data based off of it's particularly volunteers, right? I don't know how they're trained. I assume they're trained decently well, mm-hmm. but like I would. I would prefer if Valve paid people to be trained in this particular area, and that's what they did in yeah. this overall system of. It's not really Valve speed, though, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I think that like using this data that is likely flawed to gain more information about the players that so that they get future flagged as accounts that need to be checked in the future. Yeah, is a. You're worried about false positives. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a downward spiral sort of thing. That doesn't concern me so much. Okay, because of the Ellen described it as this adaptable system. Yeah, it, doesn't, it did say it was adaptable, but yeah. I, I I don't know. I've there there are a lot of real world examples of this kind of thing happening and being abused, and I don't think Valve is because they have a system in place for humans to do the checking on yeah. this stuff. I think they're doing a better job than some other people, right? Um, some well, other groups, but they uh, have so few resources or the constraints such they will automate banning and, yes. and warnings. And and that's terrible. Right. Um, and that was what i was that's why i had asked that question earlier yeah. um but i think that like yeah i don't know i think like getting data and using that data and knowing that it's probably biased and false in some way but like using that information to flag players when other players get away with maybe worse things because they figured out a way to game the system um or whatever is is bad too in yeah. my opinion um See, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole thing feels. Ew. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a real politic to it. Like, yes. you know, it's like, how do you actually solve? You know, like, do you do the the slightly icky thing to mm-hmm. prevent the big disaster? Yeah, uh, the cratering of your player base, or the, really the like ruining of everybody's fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I it was that actually reminded me mm-hmm. of uh, one of the things about Valve in particular is mm-hmm. because they they sort of own the PC market. Yeah. Um, in, for games. Um. And because this system that you're describing, Ellen, um, the trust factor system, where um, it's it's a bans across all these different games, yeah, that is, I think that system, maybe not by that name, but you can um, leverage Valve anti cheat 
uh, you can be part, your indie game can be part of that ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. And so that can that can uh, help indie developers. Yeah. Um, I again, it's a it's an expression of Valve's monopoly, which makes mm. me uncomfortable. Sure. But it is something that indie developers can take advantage of. Yeah. Uh, to some degree, um, because essentially it's you know you take your record with you. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's something. I mean, I think it's always funny when people talk about like when um when Meta um then Facebook tied the Oculus VR headset to people's Facebook accounts, which yeah. they've since decoupled yeah. after many complaints. But one of the principal things people on gaming forums were saying is like, I got banned from Facebook. Now I can't use my VR headset. And I'm like, well, I guess that is a problem. Yeah. But I'm not going to cry about it. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How did you get banned from Facebook? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know that I'm that worried about your rights as a VR player if you got banned from Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. yeah, yes, it is technically unfair. Uh-huh. And yes, an expression of Meta's growing, uh, you know, encroachment into multiple uh, yeah, sectors. That's true. But, yeah. Uh, it's hard it's hard to get that upset and i think some of this is too you know you get banned in one game it that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a bad player in another right. but it is a hint yeah and so the, the systems are interesting but again it's it's a uh, valve it's uh, um steam is a social network yeah and it has many of the levers of a social network right. gamers don't like to hear that but it's true it is true um that they've been worshiping a social network and um it some you get you take the good with the bad mm-hmm. right yeah um, and yeah, indie developers, if they can like get a, a little bit of that, if they're the t- if they're making a type of game that can can benefit from it, because um, that's one of the things that Valve has in order to maintain the monopoly. Monopoly is is part of the way to do it is to offer tools to game developers. Yeah. Right? It's not it's not all negative. The fact right. that they own everything, but that is a lever which they use to maintain their grip on on the PC market. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you're not to be blamed for taking advantage. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I'm just looking at, um, and I'll link this in the in the uh, in the show notes. But basically, um, how you can how to become an investigator, yeah, um, in Counter Strike, for example. Okay. Uh, and basically, it's just, you got to be good enough at the game, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, you got to be good enough at the game to qualify, and also right, have it's a, skilled labor, right? It is skilled labor, right? Because you have to know the game well enough to be able to spot someone who's cheating. But do they train you to spot the things? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you spending your free time getting good at their game is the training, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Right. And then yeah. they test you before uh-huh. they give you the. Yeah. It's yeah, that's um very uh, conflicting. And I'm assuming a lot about how the system works. I don't really. Know. Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm taking a very. I mean, it's it's pre it's prereqs it's prerequisites, right? Yeah. You right. Have to, yeah. Com- competitive wins, account age, hours played, skill group, lower heart count. At least that's what's at this well, in this lot. article. Yeah. yeah. Lower, but those are all important. Um, uh, I don't know if you need to be good at the game to know whether or not someone's cheating at a game. Well, you just have to understand how the game works. It doesn't say how many competitive wins, what the count age is, or hours, how many hours played. Sure. But I do, I totally acknowledge, I mean, I acknowledge you probably have to be at a certain level of minimum. Before. It's, a, it's a proxy for your ability to spot it, but not to say that there aren't reason, other ways to be good at it. Yeah. But this is what they're. They're not interested in testing any other ways. Any other ways. Sure. Yeah. Or All they right. have tested other ways, and this is what this they is came what up they, with. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is the best way to get the most inve- mm-hmm. qualified investigators. But I also suspect you're not going to get people motivated to unless they hit those qualifications. Also that's true, different. right, because they're all volunteers. So that's right. fair. Now, you do apparently, at least from this article, um, you do get small XP rewards. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> but here's that an interesting... So, that's, that's bad. So Here, bad. But here's an interesting thing. Like, okay... It would. I think it makes sense to actually. It makes sense to actually have paid 
testers. Yeah. It makes sense to me. Um, but it does not make sense to me to try to create some sort of system that games your ability to do this. Because if you gave like in, more in-game rewards or something like that, yeah. then you'd have people rushing to get through to cases. Gi- to give but- them some credit, I bet it's it's they've, they balance it that you just get XP for participating rather than for flagging. Because um, then that would be yeah. very easily gamed. And I'm yeah. sure they well, know better and than any that. Any player can flag right like yeah. and mm-hmm. you don't have to have all those prerequisites yeah. in order to flag as just you know an instance that you think is questionable yeah but yeah. to actually review and pass a judgment on those instances you have to meet those prerequisites and then accept your responsibility as an investigator and to your point earlier mark like you're probably not going to get people who do those who do the investigation unless they have those prerequisites because yeah. those people are invested in the long-term health of the and game. those are the people who can be motivated by funny money well, they're going to do it anyway, you know. Like, if they like, if they like the game, and yeah. they they're doing a right. Yeah, a part of what I mean is that if, they, if they're not those things, they will not be interested. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and XP is going to be it's going to be worthless to them because it has no value. Right. But if right. they're invested in the game and it's a big part of their life, then they can they get assigned value to it and they can be tempted by funny money. Yeah. That's that is my concern. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's that was one of the interesting tech solutions that I found yeah. in my research, um, and then one of the other interesting things, and this is more this is discussed really in that Daisy video that I mentioned, and mm-hmm. we'll link in the show notes. Yeah, uh, they really talked about how they were in. This is what like, got to the espionage part of it. Yeah, well, they were out there like engaging with these communities of cheaters. Oh my gosh, how do you do, fellow gamer? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> or like. Or like paying double agents and stuff. Like it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And what the heck? Yeah, it was wild. So like, and and they, he talked about all these different stories about how like they were getting information about how people were cheating in the game, mm-hmm. and um, so they would like clandestinely engage with communities of cheaters, like on forums and Discord server and things like that, um, just to see what they're talking about mm-hmm. and what kind of things those communities of cheaters are sharing. Right. Yeah, and then. Also, to build long-term credibility as a member of those communities so that they could get even deeper access to the private communities where the real good stuff is. Yeah. The real dirt, right? <laughs> um, and so you can, like, go out and buy cheats and things like that, which I didn't even didn't even occur to me to go out and buy cheats. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I pulled up a private tab on Firefox, and I, I'm like, <laughs> okay, I, I can go find this. So look out. <laughs> yeah, cheat this game that I don't play. Yeah. Um, but what the uh, what the speaker was talking about is how like you know they if they want to go buy a cheat so that they can reverse engineer it and see what people are doing or catch somebody you know like some of these the cheat sellers will ask you for like proof of nationality yeah or like proof of cheating in other games wow. like are you the real deal you know like the watch your back in this culture is just it's what they deserve yeah it's super oh. wild it's so wild um so like you can you can hire cheaters you can hire people to infiltrate these groups people who already have credibility in some of these places to I go in i love that that's <laughs> so <laughs> like, oh. they're like white hat cheaters it's totally wild anyway um and but then when they're not doing that job they're cheating <laughs> <laughs> yeah like yeah it's just all it's, it's so, all a waste of everybody it's, it's so <laughs> wild i know it's so it's so bizarre anyway so like and then someone and this was someone like in the q a at the end of the session was asking yeah. about like don't you worry about people who are being like positioning themselves as double agents so they're members of the cheating community positioning themselves as white hat uh-huh. cheaters yeah. to work with the co- game companies just so they can get an insight 
inside perspective yeah. on also because like the real world like impact of it like no one's going to jail for any of this yeah and so i mean maybe if there's like you know but my i guess my point is is this is so low stakes in the grand scheme of things yeah and these are video game players Mm -hmm. that i bet a bunch of people would be like they're like oh yeah i want to help out and like i've cheated but like um, they're gonna give me some money to help them whatever i don't care about these other cheaters yeah i will but it would be really fun to even to switch back (laughs) like i bet there's just a ton of like game playing happening exactly yeah because the stakes are so low properly but they feel so high and that's what video games are right and if if you're just like if you're just like cheating at the game yeah. and, and whatever then it's yeah there's there's really no stakes i think um people might go to jail if they're selling cheats and then don't report that income <laughs> <laughs> yeah then there's a lot of that yeah like that might be a thing like okay you probably won't go to you are not going to go to jail for cheating at a video game I think I'm not a lawyer. Don't take <laughs> disclaimer. I'm not a yeah. lawyer. Right. Don't take Everyone that signed as gospel. A, a EULA, so maybe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Unenforceable. EULA. Yeah, good yeah. point. Uh, but you, you will get in trouble if you make a bunch of money and don't report on your taxes. Right. And we <laughs> talked in the last that. episode about how common that is. Yeah, <laughs> the, the actual proper criminal element. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, it's totally wild. It's totally wild Whoa. to me that like. Yep. It's amazing uh, how much of these things are. A, uh, a blend of tentacle tools and human assets and how that is every example you've talked about like has a requires both yeah there's no single type of solution it requires this like mix um and that yeah. is, that is super fascinating yeah mm-hmm. it is super fascinating and like the game theory behind the cheating at the games is just super fascinating yeah um Makes you want to like, go back to school and be an economist and <laughs> study cheating in video game economies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, like that would actually be an academic paper because no one else would care, you know? <laughs> anyway. So um, people talked about uh, leading into this. I'm starting to wrap things up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of wrapping things up in this, this three-part exploration of cheating in video games Uh did I learn anything Until next time. <laughs> immediately immediately applicable? Yeah. <laughs> Eric did point out that there was one topic we didn't really cover, but I don't think it fits into this series. Okay. And that's speed running. Oh, that's a whole that's that's different. Yeah. It flips the table, but I yeah. I can yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. anyway, so that's that'll that's not even a part four. That's a different topic. Yeah. Um so anyway, wrapping up on this third part of three. Um People talked about like when I was going into this, I heard heard like anti cheat described a lot as like whack a mole. Hmm. Yeah, but it, it seems like it's changed from whack a mole to more like, I guess the the saying is cat and mouse, but I really think of it more as like links and hair. So if you um if you studied like ecosystems at all, you probably heard this example of lynxes and lynxes are like a a northern wild cat, mm-hmm. kind of like a bobcat but bigger feet. Yeah, okay. and they um, one of their main sources of food is snowshoe hair, which is bunny, <laughs> <laughs> bunny, cute fuzzy bunny. <laughs> um, and you can see their population, um, their their population curves like completely in they're completely intertwined. Yeah. Oh right, you know? of course, right. So like the hair population, if the lynx population is down, the hair population explodes, and then the lynx population fi- like follows it, and then overhunts the hair population, and the lynx, you know. So it's just like completely tied in with each other, ah. and it really, to me, that's the kind of pattern that you're seeing with like cheating and anti-cheat. Yeah. Just yeah. This, they're just now completely tied into this evolutionary arms race that will never stop. 
Mm-hmm. There's no solution. It's just a cycle. Right. You just have, you put the systems in place and you've got to participate. If you're going to create a, a competitive game at that scale, then that's just, that's the table stakes. Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> that's wild. This, I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I really want there to be a movie that's about like this stuff, but paced like a p- police <laughs> movie or something. And everyone is just rolling their eyes the whole time. Yes. <laughs> Like you try to, I want there to be like a scene where you're trying to explain this to your parents or something, and they're like, "Who cares?" <laughs> they go in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. And but of course, uh, Ice T will play a cop. Oh yeah, right. And, and who is introduced to this world yeah. and and is, and rolls his eyes. Yeah, he's great at it. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me, and then yep. writes itself. It really does. Uh, <sighs> get on in Hollywood. That's our show. For show notes and links on today's topics, go to our website, nicegames.club. Visit us on social media at Nice Games Club, where Dale posts about game dev resources and the Buddha engine. Reply on various platforms or email us, contact at nicegames.club. Nice Games Club is on Patreon. Support the show and get stuff, including ad-free episodes. Sign up at patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. And if you want to keep things more casual, just swap by nicegames.club slash discord and say hello. So, until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice.